0: What's up everybody out there in internet land? Welcome to the remote gaming podcast episode 1010. What is the remote gaming podcast? You may be wondering why it is a podcast made by gamers for gamers and comes to you the listener each and every week from two friends who live on opposite sides of the country to bring you the hottest gaming news and industry insights, as well as an in depth topic to culminate our discussion of that great pastime we all love. Video games. I am one of those gamers, and one of your hosts, Joseph King. Joining me, as always, is the spokesperson for Liberty Medical and the fight against diabetes, Kevin Corkum. (laughs) What's up, Joseph? (laughs) Had to uh, get a uh, little uh, R.I.P. to Wilford Brimley that passed away yesterday. Yes. Yeah. Very sad. Diabetes guy. guy. Diabetes. He did a bunch of. I think he did like a bunch of B-tier movies in the '80s, and then he just. Love Sugar so much that he got to talk about it on TV for many years. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty great. <laughs> so R.I.P. Wilfred Brimley, a big fan of the remote gaming podcast he was before he left this earth. So our thoughts <laughs> go out to his family. How you been, Kevin?
1: I'm good, man. How have you been? I've been, God, I, I feel like, well, we recorded last week. Was it Monday, Tuesday, right? Uh, yeah. so it's been a few days we played, we played a little rogue company together. We'll probably talk about that later, but I, I've been fine. I've just been chilling. Um, I got my haircut this week, which was like, uh, geez, really strange. Um, I went, uh, yesterday to get my haircut and it feels good. I hadn't had my haircut. It had been almost six months. So I was looking really, really homeless and really, really homely. So I finally, I got a fresh cut feeling good. Um, my dog's been feeling better. Uh, his leg is still kind of bothering him. He's on like a, a pain medication. We're going to take him just to get x-rays on Thursday just in case um, because it's not you it, know, 100%. it's not quite time to sh- shoot him yet. Is it? No, 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 no. He's we're, he's doing good. You
0: know, we're not going to old yeller him.
1: No, no old yeller. He's he's good. He's uh today. We actually went out. God, mm-hmm. we were out for like an hour, hour and 15 minutes out on a really nice walk, which is the longest walk he's had in in months. Because he was on a steroid for a while for an infection in his nose, yada, yada, yada. But he's doing really good. Um, so feeling feeling pretty confident about that. We had a good time this morning. Took some pictures out, you know, fucking sat by the lake. And it was a good time. We had we had a really good time. So that he's sounds doing, nice. Yeah, he's doing well. I've been trying to get up a little earlier. Um, I've been trying to get up around like 9.30 when my girlfriend gets up. She gets up for work. She works around at, at like 10. So she gets up at 9, 9.15. So I'm I'm going to try this week, get up a little earlier just so I can kind of, you know, get the dog out before it gets too hot, um, settle in, do whatever, you know, then maybe start streaming around two like I have been, you know, within the last couple of days. Look out for a stream on the Remote Gaming Podcast channel. Uh, I'll be doing that maybe. I don't know today. I might. I don't know what I'm doing today, but but tomorrow uh, for sure. Uh, and maybe thursday or friday well thursday not gonna take the dog into that so look out for one either tomorrow or wednesday i'll be streaming on the remote gaming uh, twitch channel the underscore remote underscore gaming on twitch
0: i like it i like it i can dig it you know you were talking about getting a haircut i just got a haircut recently too. Uh, uh one of our listeners a friend of mine trevor he hooked me up with a barber i've been getting uh haircuts from uh, women at these like salons and places we have in town and no, nothing against the women or hairstylists, but I feel like I've been wanting a actual barber, somebody with a barber's license and somebody like a man that knows how to cut a man's hair. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's different when you have a guy barber that's using shears and all these other types of techniques and stuff that they, you don't get at the salons. And uh, he hooked me up with this guy uh, a really cool guy named Austin, and um, there's this barber shop uh, on the uh, east part, east side of town. Um, it's kind of, you would miss it. It's this little, it's actually a, connected to a duplex. There's a home for rent right next to it, and it's got the old school, you know, the little, uh, your, uh, the, spinny the barber, thing. yeah, that thing—the the 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 candy cane, the yes. barber shop candy cane—I don't know what the fuck else to call it. Uh, they have like one of those things, and you go in there, and uh, it was it was good. He's actually a gamer. I told him about the podcast. So Austin, if you are listening to this, what up? What's uh, up, appreciate Austin? You, appreciate you for listening. Um, he's a big fan of the Last of Us. We kind of vibed on that for a little bit. Um, but it was it was it was a good I got my hair cut exactly the way I wanted it, and I' definitely found a new home to go to because I'd been my, the lady that had been cutting my hair. Uh, she did a fantastic job, but uh, I think two years ago she had to quit because she w- had got arthritis in her fingers. and ever since then I've been just shopping around at different places and never I've had decent ones here and there, but you know how it is once you find that one person that cuts your hair the way you want it. It's very hard to do that once that person – once you lose them. You know what yeah. I mean?
1: Oh, dude. So I've moved
0: – I the best barber I've
1: ever had. I've moved so many times and I've lived in so many different cities for you know a couple months at a time uh, just based on my job as, a, as an actor. So I've had to have so many different haircuts. Now, no one will ever cut my hair like Igor from Port St. Lucie. That guy, he took like an hour to cut my hair. There was not one single hair out of place. This guy Sounds took easy. such <laughs> pride in his fucking work. Oh my God. So With great. a name
0: like that, like... You got to. Like, he sounds like he's about to give you a fucking quest. I need you to go see Igor at St. Lucie.
1: <laughs> literally. Literally. I would go in. I would go in, and 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 uh, only on days that he was in, I'd call, make sure he was there. You know, he'd clear a schedule. I'd come in, uh, you know, get a great fresh cut. And I, for a little while, when the first time I lived in Orlando before I moved to New York City, I drove down almost two hours to get a haircut from him. That's how good the haircut was. Cause I can't find anyone in Orlando. I finally, it's funny that you say that. I had. Haven't had a woman cut my hair in um, upwards of four or five years. I've just always been going to barbers. Um, but my girlfriend heard about this woman, whatever through work. Uh, she runs a salon out of her home, and I was like, okay, I mean, that seems you know safe enough. Social distance, wear my mask. I'm only coming in contact with one person, you know. So great, yeah. So I went to go, and she gave me an amazing and super fresh cut. Uh, so shout out to her name is faith uh but yeah it's interesting you say that because once you find a barber once you or a a hairstylist or whoever you stick with that person and they if they give you the haircut you want i mean and they take pride in their work and they're quick and they're they're good you stay with them because
0: your hair is fuck it's hard to find someone who who can take care of it right for sure yeah i told austin i said yep you got a new customer i will be coming back to see you uh i usually go Bi- bi-weekly to get my haircut um every now and then I'll you know if I'm doing okay on finances and everything I'll go weekly just to keep it the same but usually due to schedule and things in social life and things like that it's it's every two weeks that I go get my haircut
1: yeah I think bi-weekly um, is a is a pretty good uh you know a pretty good gauge every two weeks is is about the time you know you need that
0: that fresh cut for sure. For sure. Um, you know, speaking of random things and topics, uh, we actually got our very first emailed question to us. So, uh, I want to give a shout out to Brandon for reaching out to Ed, just like you can at remote at gmail.com. Uh, Brandon writes in, he doesn't ask anything about video games. He says, uh, Hey guys, I'm here to ask a serious question. What is the best fast food change? chain excuse me best fast food chain keep keeping on brandon well brandon uh i don't know kevin what do you think is the best i don't eat a whole lot of fast food but what do you think is the best okay
1: so this is an interesting question because he says best not favorite okay so okay so so my favorite fast food chain is going to be taco bell they're they're my favorite. I love Taco Bell. I can eat Taco Bell any day, anytime, anywhere. They're delicious. But if I'm going, what do I think the best now, if we're or you know, the best. So we're talking best quality, right? Service. We're talking service. We're talking everything into
0: one. Yeah.
1: I think you have to go.
0: You're gonna say the golden
1: arches, aren't you? Oh fuck no. I'm saying Chick fil A. Oh. Oh, okay. You know what? Chick-fil-A sucks, right? Because they give a lot of money to a lot of shitty, shitty organizations that are anti-LGBTQ+. And that that sucks, right? Well, I'm a Satanist, and I
0: love that Jesus chicken. I'm not not
1: a Satanist, but... (laughs) But God, man, the food, the fries, you can't go to Chick-fil-A and not get a good meal. You can't. I've never, ever, ever, ever been disappointed by Chick-fil-A.
0: You know, you're, I I think you're, I think that's probably it. Like when I sit there and think about every Chick-fil-A I've ever been into, it's always clean. The, the, the service is always friendly. I've always kind of joked that they're basically a cult because it's always like, you know, uh, my pleasure is their tagline. You know what I mean? Like, uh, anytime you go there, my pleasure and things like that. And so I just like, it's just brainwashed into the brain. I'd love to get a hold of the Chick-fil-A training video and just see what these people go through. Is is it is it just a simple sit down, watch a VHS tape, uh, or do guys come out in white robes? They cleanse you in the broth of the chicken oil. <laughs> they, they say a few prayers and like. <laughs> but, it's similar you know, like to Disney, see-
1: it's similar to Disney, right? Yeah, like you gotta you have yeah. to they they indoctr- indoctrinate you, right? Is that the right? And they whatever they, yeah. Yeah, they,
0: yeah, they They get you. They, you drink the juice, right? You're drinking the Kool Aid if you work there. And it, But yeah, like every time I've been to any Chick-fil-A in any town, it's always clean. The service is always good. The food is quick and it's always hot and fresh. I don't think I've ever had Chick-fil-A that's just like a cold sandwich or a cold nugget ever. Yeah, man. I didn't. Man, you that's that's 100% correct. I was going to say, you know, probably like best just because the longevity they're like the nike of fast food would be mcdonald's because mm-hmm. they're they're fucking everywhere and i've been to some awesome mm-hmm. mcdonald's i know you've probably been into the one uh when you lived in uh new york the one on broadway yep the two-story one mm-hmm. like that one's super cool like they shut it, that one down to like- they did shut it down due
1: to rona Yep, it's not coming oh, back. Man, that yep. that thing had been there for years. That that McDonald's like was, was less than five, mi- like, well, it was it was probably a four minute walk from
0: my apartment when I lived in New York City. Like, it's super cool. Like, it's right there in, in Times Square, uh, right off of Broadway, and it, you know, it it's got it's two story and it's got a uh, well, it did it was, and it, the cool thing about it, it had like the marquee. Like in lights and it right. had like the bulb, the bulb, old school bulb flash lights, flashing lights right. uh, that's all over, you know, Broadway and uh, Times Square and things like that just to kind of draw your attention in. But yeah, it, it looked like it was a movie for McDonald's, but it was just McDonald's. And that's crazy. That's 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 a huge one that had been around for years. But a uh, favorite. My favorite is probably Five Guys. I think uh, in and outs overrated as fuck. Um,
1: now, you can you know, Five Guys as fast food.
0: I mean, I don't, well, let me ask this. I don't know because we have one in Amarillo, um, but are there five guys? I think fast food has to have the ability to have a drive through right? Right.
1: That's kind of how I qualify are, it.
0: So are there any five guys that have drive-thrus? I do think all... so.
1: I think they're all like Chipotle, you know, Chipotle style, right? Like Chipotle doesn't have a drive through They're, they're kind of The like one here step step does.
0: Does it really? One. Yeah. It's I'm right actually sure. across the street from the five guys here. Um, so I don't know. I, I, I think if you get your food in under 10 minutes, five minutes, I, that would qualify as fast food. I would say a burger and fries is fast food, right? Okay. Right. Whether yeah, you, sure. So, I, I'm cool. With I, that. I would say I'm gonna go with five guys this is my favorite. Uh, but if we're not going to have, if that, that's not part of the equation, I don't know. Like, uh, I, I think Wendy's is a pretty fine establishment. We have a kind of a rival to Taco Bell here in Amarillo, Texas. It's kind of all over the uh, Texas and Oklahoma Panhandle. It's called Taco Villa. Yeah, um, it's it's really good. The meat and food is always very fresh. It's kind of you know do you know what Roses is yes, Roses Cafe. Do. Yep, it's very similar to Roses, but it's a little bit more fast food friendly than. Uh, roses is roses is usually always a dine-in experience but uh even though they have a drive through um it's kind of that quality of food the fresh lettuce the cheese and things like that um i like taco villa a lot my wife a, loves taco Villa.
1: do you have a p terry's by you i know they have them in austin never heard of that what is so that? p terry's is a fast food chain and they do their foods really 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 good I'd put them up top five, probably fast food chains, but I think it might just be an Austin thing. They do burgers, they do chicken sandwiches, but it's, it's like good quality stuff. I'd say it's, it's on the same, well, maybe a little bit better quality than a Wendy's. Um, Wendy's is kind of my favorite fast food burger. If, if I'm not counting five guys, I think five guys probably definitely takes the cake. They, they're fucking, they're great. Um, but yeah. Uh, I don't know. Fast food is always strange and it depends on what you're in the mood for. Now I'm going to say this is a very unpopular opinion, but I do not like McDonald's. I haven't been able to stomach McDonald's for a really long time. I, I don't like it can, anymore. The only thing I can do there is the Big Mac and that that's really
0: it. Yeah. Yeah. As far as their actual food, I, I, I can eat nuggets every now and then, but I, I kind of like as more, cause you know, like I've talked about, like I want to become a, I'd love to learn to cook better and love to go to culinary school and become a chef and things like that. Uh, As more as I've grown apart from that type of world into where I am now. Yeah. The things like that are very less appealing to me. And uh, I think Anthony Bourdain even once said the worst thing he ever put in his mouth was a McDonald's chicken nugget. Yeah. It's
1: there. Oh God. The yeah. McDonald's quality of food has breakfast.
0: The breakfast is not bad. I still well, like a McGriddle. Top notch. The, the, the McGriddle with the, with McDonald's. the like the pancake bun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll, I'll take that any day. But uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm kind of over that. The the one thing that is really terrible here, but every time I've been in like a bigger city, like Burger Kings in other towns are great. But here in my town, they're all shitty. They're all ran horribly. They're all dirty. They all There's flies. And it's just Burger King is terrible. So if you ever come to Emerald, Texas, don't ever stop at any of the Burger Kings.
1: Yeah, I'm not a big Burger King guy. It's just uh, they're fine. I, and every once in a while. But I, they don't have like it, McDonald's has breakfast, right? McDonald's got good breakfast. But I'm still going to Dunkin' Donuts over over Oh, McDonald's. for sure. Now, I'm, I'm probably the biggest Dunkin' Donuts fan ever. Um, I love them.
0: That's my favorite go. coffee. That's what I oh, buy. That's like God. when I go buy their coffee at the grocery store, I get yes. Dunkin' Donuts coffee.
1: Oh, the coffee is so good. Their food is good. The donuts are good. But man, their coffee is off the chain. I'm oh, also from Massachusetts. It's so we coffee. had one on every corner. You in Massachusetts, oh, yeah. you gave directions based off of where the, the or the closest Dunkin' Donuts is. It's like, okay, you go down there. You see a Dunk's on your left. When you see the Dunk's on your left, take a right. You go down there about half a mile. See, so you know the Dunkin' Donuts. Take a left. That's literally how you
0: would give directions. So now, it's ingrained. I've been around. You know, me being a huge Philadelphia Eagles fan, I know a lot of East Coast culture and things like that. Do you, was is there Wawas around Boston?
1: no or is that Wawa, a
0: Pennsylvania only thing
1: It's so it's a Jersey Pennsylvania thing and they're okay. in Orlando. We've got a fuck lot really? in Orlando, a ton. I've got 2 within 3 miles of me. Wawa
0: is great. Oh yeah, Wawa's got great food if you go to like their little counter that they have where they can cook you like their sandwiches and things like that. Um and then they have like a lot of them now or grocery stores.
1: Yeah, they have a lot
0: of stuff. And I mean, gas you can get beer stations, wine, they, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Brandon, I appreciate your uh, email. Um, next time, ask a question about video games since it's a video game <laughs> podcast. But, uh, you know, what? We'll, t- we'll take any type of question. If you want to ask something random, feel free. If you want to talk about video games, we can do that, too. Reach out to us at remotegamingpodcast@gmail.com at gmail.com, just like Brandon did. Thank you, Brandon. We will keep keeping on. Uh, Kevin, what have you been playing?
1: Um, I've just been playing more Rogue Company and Apex. I've kind of put Ghost of Tsushima on the on the sideline right now. Um, I'm going to get back to it probably sometime this week. But I've just been playing Rogue Company. I started playing it on Switch. I got a Switch code like out of nowhere um, on their Twitter. So I've been playing it on there. And man, it runs really well. Like really well. Um, I was... I'm thoroughly impressed, and I've only played handheld mode. Now, I will say it does suffer a little bit from a lot of games on the Switch, being when you play in handheld mode, the sticks, they're just not... Right, it's hard to aim. It's hard to aim, so it's a little frustrating playing on the Switch handheld mode because of that. It is a very precision game, Um, but it's a lot of fun and switch owners like this is going to be i think besides Fortnite, the big free-to-play game on the switch for that reason i think it's very cool i think it's accessible i think it runs really well and they're going to support it so
0: yeah it's now when when did they say that it is going have they announced exactly when they're going to stop charging for like the founders packs and stuff like that and then when is it going free to play they haven't Announce that, but as soon as they they launch season
1: one, which they say is coming in the next couple months, it's going to be free to play. So okay, I'm good. I'm assuming it's it's right around September is when they're going to launch it. The
0: reason I say that, um, if you're listening, we are fixing to start. We start. We're going to do this at the first of every month. Um, next week's podcast will reveal a winner. Uh, we're giving away a free game. Every month, Uh, if you're listening to this, we're going to give you a free game every month free on us uh, just for being fans of the show. Uh, What we're going to do, you got to follow us on Twitter. Um, Sorry, I had that up in front of me and I lost it just so I don't mess it up. It is uh, at remote underscore gaming 20. That is our Twitter handle. Uh, Right now we have a uh, question up on Twitter. Each month we are going to be giving a free game away. Comment below what you think is the most influential video game of all time. The winner will receive a code for Rogue company must comment, like retweet and follow to be eligible eligible. Now, like Kevin said, this game is going free to play. Eventually, they have an announced win right now. It is $14.99 uh, for the Founders Pack, all the way up to $60. Uh, the code we have to give away is for the Founders Pack. Um, it's a really on fun PC game. Uh, too. It, it is on PC, but I I, I think I'm going to be uh, generous since that's the only code we got. Um, if if somebody wins and they do not have PC I will, I will buy the code for yeah, you. Yeah, we'll uh, buy it for you. For the for their platform of choice. Um, but if you happen to own PC, we'll give you the PC code. Uh, but that's the game we're doing this month. Uh, next month, uh, we have not completely decided yet, but I think we may be trying like Ghost of Tsushima or something mm-hmm. like that. But, um, Some kind of Sony uh, first you know, party exclusive. You know, we're, we're an up and coming podcast. I'd love to be able to do this weekly, but that's financially, that's just not going to be feasible. But uh, we will be doing this every first of the month. <laughs> Uh, Check us out, listen to us, and what we'll do is we'll post the question on Twitter and then you will that following podcast of that uh, week. So not this one. The winner won't be announced on this podcast. Uh, But next week's podcast will announce the winner for the Rogue Company Code. Uh, We'll do that after the news before we start the main topic. So give us a listen. Follow us. uh, To be eligible to win the game code, you have to uh, like, comment, and retweet on the tweet that announces the free game, and give us a follow, uh, just so we can get back to you. Uh, that's yeah. So Rogue Company, we've been playing that. Yep. Uh, Kev- Kevin finally got me into it, and I started playing. I'm really having a lot of fun. I actually think uh, after we get off uh, recording the podcast, I'm going to go download the uh, Switch version because I really want to. I want to try that out. Playing, you know, I play Fortnite on Switch. Uh, that's how I've been leveling up my uh my 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 my, my, my Battle Pass because it's so easy to kill, get kills on switch because I think switch pairs with mobile users and mobile, you know, it's so hard to run around with a phone. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And, and I just, I sit there with my pro controller and I just get like 20 kills a match. and My paddle fast <laughs> skyrockets. And so like, that's what I've been doing with that. And then like, if I really want to play competitively, I'll play on PlayStation four. But, uh, uh, yeah, that's uh, that rogue company is a lot of fun. Um, it, now you really liked a lot of the movement. I still, think it feels a little janky i i can't describe it it just feels not slow not i i, I just don't like how the tur- the turning and the movement feels it just kind of feels awkward
1: okay are like, you getting that it at all sl-
0: so is it
1: i'm getting so i can see the it's it's strange right because i feel that the movement in the game is a little bit slower than fortnite and it's a little bit obviously it's slower than uh than even uncharted is uh because Mm -hmm. i played a match of uncharted just to kind of compare and contrast the two stylistically you know uh both third third person games and uncharted the movement in uncharted always feels phenomenal um it's the flow of the game is really really great and it's good in Rogue Company as well. They're gonna tweak it now. I think what I think what you are talking about is going to be the turn acceleration. Do you feel that it's slow? Like when you have your stick all the way to the left or to the right, that it just
0: it doesn't a, a maybe a little speed bit. I, th- up? I just feel like I, don't, I I don't know. Like I've I've played third person, and I guess you know it does feel similar to Uncharted's multiplayer a little bit, just not as fluid. Um, may and it may I may just be being super picky, but I'm coming like this is a game that's very similar to games like Valorant and CS:GO, and I'm I'm trying to play it as such, but because it's third person, I can't do some of the corner peeking that I like to do in those games because mm-hmm. being third person, you're not your line of sight is off just a tad because the 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 reticle is to the right of or left of the shoulder depending on your preference or if you're you know switching shoulders uh, to peek corners you you're always kind of uh visible right um when peeking corners because it's third person because of the camera's pushback um and and i think i'm just kind of so used to valorant that i'm having to adjust to that and it just feels a little bit off but other than that i mean it's a great game it's fun it, it runs great on uh console uh the matchmaking is good i wish you could uh um change i uh your character after you lock them in to pick the for that match because we ran into a situation on the last match that we played together that i picked a player that i did not want to play with and it 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 didn't cost us but i did not do as good as i would have with another character Mm -hmm. and um Valorant's balance the same way once you lock in you're locked in you can't change so i get why they do that i uh, just i don't like that mechanic about it but it's it's a really fun game it's uh it's competitive it's it's fun as hell and i think yeah i think we may be going to play some switch after we do this today yeah for sure
1: uh it's it's great they've done a really good job with the way they design the maps and uh obviously there are going to be tweaks and nerfs and buffs and all kinds of stuff to come i think for season one uh, with a new a new rogue and all this kind of stuff, they're gonna they're gonna support it. They've supported paladins, and paladins is a really solid game. Um,
0: and, yeah, it's, re- it's received a lot of good updates.
1: Yeah, and it's in a good state. I mean, uh, when you compare it to Overwatch, Overwatch is not in a good state right now. And uh, it's just not the same for Paladins like Paladins players really enjoy it and they haven't had anything that's really killed the community killed the game. So I'm hoping that high res and, and the people over there continue to do the same type of work on this game. And I think they will. I think this game's going to be very popular. It's going to find a, a a base and people are going to play it a lot.
0: I think so, too. Uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um other games that I've been playing, like Valorant, every now and then. Uh, but the one game, like I said last week, that's kind of consumed my time when I'm off now is a uh, is World of Warcraft. I've been just leveling up my character. Last week, I think I was like 22 when we recorded that warrior that I was leveling, and now I'm uh, 59. And so I've been kind of going through the levels. I'm just having fun, just getting ready for that in game. Trying to, and once I hit 120, then I'll start, you know, uh, doing dungeons and raids and, and the PVP I'm really looking for the PVP, the PVP in world of Warcraft is so fun. It's unlike any other like PVP that I've ever played because I'm, I'm having to make sure that I'm doing the right attacks because as a warrior, if I fight somebody that like say a mage, for instance, Mages are all about distance, right they're going to cast from far away. I have to make sure that I get up in their face, but mages can like ground me and there but there are other things that I can cast to, before they can cast that to make sure that they don't and I can still move and it's very methodical and it's very very hard um but i I've actually got into some p v p engagements in the open world, and it's been a lot of fun i've i've actually won more than i i have thought and used to when I played World of Warcraft. I didn't want to do PvP. I thought it was too hard, and I didn't understand it. And I, I'm understanding it now, and I, I'm just kind of loving being a warrior and just going up and fucking laying waste to anybody <laughs> that gets in my way. It's 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 really fun. So
1: yeah, I'm glad you're enjoying Oof. it. I mean, WoW is a great game. It always has been, and it will continue to be.
0: Yeah, You know, the community is kind of always they they like the bitch, but I feel like that's the community major community of any major game is is the vocal majority are the ones that like to complain. But there's oh, always, always. A, been a core people, uh core group of people, and it's not small by any means uh, that have always enjoyed World of Warcraft. So it's a lot of fun. Um, I'm trying to think, is there anything coming out on the horizon other than uh, Horizon for PC? <laughs> Hyperscape uh, Hyperscape's coming out to consoles August 11th. I'm 11. not going to play that. I'm gonna tell you, I'm not gonna play it. I played I, it on PC,
1: and I just did not like it at all. I think, I think I'm gonna enjoy it because it's very arena shootery. From the way, from what I've seen of it, it looks like a arena shooter battle royale. It's very vertical, like like old arena shooter
0: shooters yeah, are. And it, it is. It's just the art style just really threw me off. Everything is so fucking blue. It's very hard to if you're engaged in a combat and you get third partied, it's very hard to cease the other players coming at you because you're just kind of focused on these environments. And it just, I'm not a fan of the art style at all. And, may, and maybe that'll change. Um, if, if you play it, I might give it a go on PlayStation, but I've, as far as PC, I just did not like it at all. Um, but the, you, you, like I said, I, you might like it because it is, the movement is very fast paced. It's very similar to apex. Right. And so it it, it, it totally could be a game that you really enjoy I just wasn't for me.
1: Yeah, I'm hoping I'm hoping it's good. I hope I like it. It looks cool. I just I'm not going to know until
0: I play it as to how it feels, you know? Right. The the one caveat saving grace for this game is that it's made by a massive company in Ubisoft. So uh, hopefully, um, you know, if it'll it the updates or bugs or whatever's wrong with it, it'll, they, Ubisoft has the money to fix whatever the fuck's wrong with it. Right. So oh, that's one yeah, good thing. Easily. So um, anything else you've been playing or do you want to just jump right into the news? Yeah,
1: let's jump into the news let's 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 hit it. We got some interesting news pieces this week. It's kind of slow, but there's some there's some good stuff to talk about.
0: And and real quick, before we do get completely into it, our number four, I believe, is that going to include the leaks that you sent me? Are we going to talk about that?
1: I don't necessarily want to talk about the leaks um until they're they're a little bit more confirmed. We can touch on them briefly. Um okay. but there's there's there are two things that I heard this week through the industry that are basically rumors or leaks and I'll touch on them briefly, but I don't want to give them too much clout just because I don't know one of them was gotta, a, a source confirmed, a confirmed through yeah, through Xbox um and we'll talk about that. And then there was also a PS5 leak for the um the new uh
0: what is it called? State of play, excuse me. Yeah, you'll be doing that one anyway. So if you want to touch on that when we read it, we'll go ahead. But, right. Uh number one on the news. EA has not forgotten about Titanfall just yet. This comes to you via GameSpot by James Carr. Titanfall hasn't been entirely forgotten by EA. An EA executive casually mentioned the possibility of a new Titanfall game sometime down the road, quote unquote. While discussing studio acquisitions during a financial call, Blake Jorgensen, EA's COO and CFO, was answering a question about EA possibly acquiring any new studios and brought up the process of acquiring Respawn Entertainment when he mentioned the magic word. It wasn't about Titanfall, and that's no offense to Titanfall. It's an amazing game, and maybe we'll see Titanfall at some point down the road. Jorgensen has was more than likely just saying it as an example to strengthen his answer more stumbling into Titanfall than coyly teasing it but in a conversation dominated by financial numbers and FIFA ultimate team my ears were burning at the mention of one of EA's best franchises having been the most remote possibility at getting a new entry Titanfall 2 has one of the best single player FPS campaigns those are facts of this ge- console generation and an unmatched movement system. So naturally fans of series like me will grasp at any hope, no matter how minuscule that possibility really is. Though apex legends is based in the same universe and features some of the same weapons. It's far from, it's, it's a far different beast. The titular Titans are nowhere to be found and the travel mechanics are different as well. So, you know, just kind of, I, I, I don't even think, I think this is James guard Gamespot, getting a, a little bit too anxious about a, uh, Titanfall three, I, I think it's a huge possibility. I think that's 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 uh, you know respawn. I think got kind of uh, blown away by how successful Apex is. Right, like I I don't think they thought it was going to be this successful because Titanfall is their mainstay. That was going to be their Call of Duty. That was going to be their their Battlefield. That was going to be you know their uh, that was going to be their main shooter that they were going to deliver for EA and I think apex was so successful and is successful and is still good that they have no choice but to keep on su- supporting it and so Titanfalls falls on the back burner I c- don't necessarily think we won't ever see a Titanfall 3 but I think it's going to be a while I think it's going to come down to another studio is going to have to be the primary developer and respawn is going to have to help out
1: yeah I agree I think I mean apex is so good it's really really good and it's so well-tuned right now. It feels super great and balanced in the, in the 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 characters, the legends. They're all really, really great. If they were to drop support on Apex and start a new Titanfall project, it would be a lot. And I don't think they would be able to do it well. Um, so it, it will be interesting to see at some point. Maybe they can do a tie-in. Obviously, Apex is in the same world as Titanfall. They've confirmed that. Um, And I don't, I don't know. Look, Titanfall is absolutely fantastic. It's a great game. I really like it. Titanfall 2, the story and the multiplayer were phenomenal. Apex just feels a little better to me than the multiplayer of Titanfall 2. Um, But I, I think if they were to go back and make a Titanfall 3, they would take what they've learned from Apex and throw it in, and I think that would be very interesting to see. If they could make Titanfall 3's multiplayer feel like Apex,
0: that would be huge. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I think, uh, I, I think we have not seen... The best of what apex can deliver i even though we've seen a lot of great things i think there's still room for improvement and um you know hopefully we'll get the best of both worlds but i i think they made a mistake when they uh came out because you they could have made released apex exactly the way it is and just even had the r301 in it even though that's a weapon from titanfall uh you could have had all those things right and still never mentioned that it's in the titanfall universe and people would have never known yeah. different. It would have just been a call out like, oh, it's r 301 like Titanfall Respawn made this game. Cool. And that would have been the end of it. But right. for them to have came out and said it's in the same uh, universe, I think was kind of a bad idea because Apex and its characters and its heroes you know, are very eccentric. And Titanfall is more grounded and more serious. And I, I just feel like that it, it was a bad idea to marry the two. And hopefully they just kind of yeah, it's in the same universe. They said that, you know, a year ago, and they leave it at that. And then they move on and either make Titanfall 3 and have nothing to do with Apex, and Apex mm-hmm. has nothing to do with Titanfall. I think is the best case scenario. I don't think they need to merge those two by any means. Yeah, I think it would definitely, tonally, it would be very difficult for them to do that.
1: Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's a good point. That's a really good point. All right, number what do we got two for here. Number two? Call of Duty Modern Warfare slash Warzone Season 5 update is big, but PS4 preloading is live. This comes from Chris Perea or Perea or something uh, at GameSpot. Call of Duty Modern Warfare and the Battle Royale Warzone are set for a big week. As much as anticipated, Season 5 update is due to arrive very soon. And at least on PS4, you don't have to wait to get the update downloading, which is good because... This means the download will be big, but the overall size of the game will actually shrink on your consoles after you download the patch, even though we're adding a bunch of new content. Uh, The priority for Infinity Ward is to reduce the overall size of Modern Warfare and Warzone. However, this is a tricky task. We will continue to work on this and keep pushing space reductions out with future updates. Now, the update is going to be another 34 gig God they don't damn. necessarily say exactly how or when they're going to be doing all of this shrinkage and moving around, um, but God damn, they're going to have to do something big soon because most people aren't going to be able to literally fit it on their PlayStations anymore. <laughs> I, I
0: uninstalled. <laughs> I was playing it on my PC and I, I just uninstalled it a couple of weeks ago to make uh, room for some wow updates and things like that. And, and I, I have the room to install it if I need to, but it's so massive. And I just, while you were reading that article, I was like, let me go into my battle net real quick. And I looked and it, I hit reinstall 198 gigabytes right now, 198 gigabytes. And this new patch is going to be 34 gigabytes. Are you fucking kidding me? It's insane. Like, I get it. I get it. We want to have these games be big and massive and and get all the things and all this. But it's like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's insane. What they should have done was make Warzone its own client, and they didn't do that. They built right. it into Call of Duty: Modern Warfare. You could run that engine. You could have put it on its own client and been separate and update it through that way. And I and people and I know the argument is, well, I mean, you still end up with the same amount of space. Not necessarily. There's a lot of people that just want to play Warzone, or there's people that just want to play multiplayer, and you can't you. You have to have both clients installed. When you, when you, if even if, like me, like on my PlayStation, right? I have Warzone because I have the full client, uh, or the, the 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 you know the campaign, the multiplayer, and all that on PC. I just downloaded the the free to play. You're still having to install the full game, right? It just locks it out. So, people that are playing Warzone for free are having to download 200 gigabytes of space onto their hard drive.
1: Yeah, then that's and not even have access ridiculous. to it,
0: to everything else, and so yeah, that's it's it. You know that argument is invalid when it, when you think of it that way, because to have to install the entire fucking game, and I'm not even going to have access to that on my PlayStation, but have to have 200 gigabytes of storage taken up. No, I'm not going to do that. Right? Not. No, I completely agree. So uh, at some point, I think yeah, I need to go into my PlayStation and just uninstall. I have a four terabyte external hard drive. Uh, where all my games are stored on my PlayStation. So it's not that big of a deal. But a lot of people don't have things like that. There's people that are still using the 500 gigabyte uh, hard drive that's the base model. You know what I mean? So it's, it is a, uh, that's just too much. And they should have thought about that. It's
1: honestly pretty incredible that they keep just making it bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger because it, it I just, yeah it sucks it really does because you like in order to copy right to copy it on playstation you need to have double the space to copy it It, it's Mm -hmm. very it's weird but like i had to delete every game off of my playstation at one point just so i could install the update for warzone and then reinstall the other games it's It's ridiculous
0: ridiculous. like world of warcraft has been out for uh what 16 years There's been, let me see, uh, the base game and then seven expansions about to be eight in November and it only takes up 70 gigabytes on my hard drive. Wow. With eight expansions. That's insane. (laughs) And and so it's like, don't tell me it can't be done. Y'all are owned by the same fucking company. Right. (laughs) So I, yeah, that's, that's just kind of absurd. Um, number three. Uh, duh, 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 duh. Oh, I guess I am reading this one. Sorry. It threw me off because I, I thought you were going to do this one, but this is the number three uh, new PlayStation state of play coming th- this Thursday, August 6th. This comes to you via C and Meyer at BG 247com A new PlayStation state of play event has been announced for this Thursday, August 6th. The news comes from the official PlayStation blog, which recently published a post pertaining to Sony's upcoming event. Quote, it's been a while, but state of play returns this Thursday with a focus of, on third-party published games coming to PS4 and PSVR. Reads the blog post. We'll have a few PS5 game updates on third-party and indie titles that you saw last June in the PS5 showcase, end quote. This uh, This episode of State of Play has over 40 minutes of content, including new gameplay footage and updates of a variety of upcoming games. To reiterate, this State of Play is primarily focused on PlayStation 4 and PSVR, Although it will feature at least some updates for PS5 games, uh, quote and just to be super clear, there will be no PlayStation Studios updates in Thursday's episode. Then uh, it goes on to kind of talk about what it's going to be expecting. So, but no, nothing first party, um, just a bunch of third-party games and things like that. Kevin, what do you what do you make of this? Are we going to get anything neat? Any last banger for the PlayStation? What what are we going to get?
1: I don't know. I'm not really sure. I think this might be a little lackluster. I mean, there were leaks that came out, and the leaks that came out had some interesting things in it. And if they come to be true, it would be crazy. Um, But Go ahead and uh, and just say what some of them were. One of them is the Hogwarts game. We're going to see a reveal trailer. Um, We're also going to see a Ratchet & Clank, more Ratchet & Clank gameplay. We're going to see... Um, P, uh, PlayStation Now service trailer, which is very strange. Uh, what could they possibly be talking about? Are they going to do something like Game Pass or what? Uh, Overwatch 2 campaign gameplay trailer, and then the new Call of Duty
0: will also be there. You According know, to these wait. weeks. I'm looking at what you sent me from the leaks. And one of them was a red 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 dead redemption 2 PS five enhancement trailer. I think that would be pretty cool to see. Um, but other than the Hogwarts school of witchcraft and wizardry, if that gets announced, which we've heard that that's in development, I would love to see that. Uh, but I feel like that would be more of a PS five game. And then the one that I think could be possibly be true because it's going to be a news topic here at the end is a silent hill reveal trailer. Um, and we'll talk about that later. There's a news topic that we'll hit touch on, but, It's totally possible that those leaks could be true. I would like it to be that because, you know, that would just kind of add on to what we talked about last week with Sony did pretty well with their PS5 showcase, I think we both thought. And then if they came out with some of these things, it just kind of shows that more third parties are in bed with Sony than Microsoft.
1: Yeah, I think it definitely shows a lot of third party support for PlayStation, which isn't necessarily shocking uh, because there are so many playstation 4s out in the wild and playstation 5 has been getting really really great engagement on on internet polls and all these kinds of things when they're asking gamers hey what are you more excited about playstation or xbox it's like 85% people are more excited about um, playstation than they are xbox i saw a couple things so i don't know it'll be interesting to see i think these third-party developers though are wise to cuddle up to sony
0: yeah yeah I think so too it'll it'll definitely uh, be interesting that's for sure what do we got for number four Cal? all right so this is from cyan Mayer at uh, VG
1: 247 the Dualshock 4 works with the PlayStation 5 but not PlayStation 5 games when you'll be able to connect Dualshock you will be a uh, while you'll be able to collect connect a Dualshock 4 controller to the PS5 it won't be compatible with next-gen games the news comes from an official FAQ post published on the PlayStation blog in a section tied to the compatibility of Existing PS4 peripherals and accessories with PlayStation 5 it says the DualShock 4 wireless controller and PlayStation officially licensed third-party gamepad controllers will not work will work with supported PS4 games please note not all PlayStation officially licensed or third-party peripherals slash accessories may work on PlayStation 5 it continues we recommend checking with the manufacturer to confirm whether the product will work on PlayStation 5 and specific titles so while you'll be able to connect your DualShock 4 to your PS5, it will only allow you to play certain supported PS4 games. Joseph, what do you think?
0: You know, I think this is uh, obviously you weren't going to because what this does essentially, right? I have a PS4 Pro and I, you know, the PS5 I'm going to buy. It's going to come with one controller. But if the DualShock 4 worked on a PS5, you wouldn't have the need to buy another. What, what, is, it, what is the PS5 controller called? Dual DualSense. Well, the dual sense you wouldn't need to buy another one of those. And this is a capitalist market. It makes sense. You know, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll let you use your PS4 controller on PS4 games on the PS5, but you got to buy another controller if you want to, you know what I mean? So I, I think this makes sense. I think it's a good thing that if something were to happen to your controller, you know, you could have a PS4 pro controller, um, to back up on, if you're still playing a PS4 title on your PS5, um, I'm not going to use it. You know what I mean? Like it, the PS five is going to come with PS five controller. If I'm playing a PS four game on my PS five, I'm going to use the PS five controller. Yeah, me too. So, I, I, like I said, I think this is just kind of a, yeah, that it'll work. It won't work how you want it to intend. So you have to buy our stuff is all I see this as. Same. Yeah. Uh, I mean, cool. At least you'll
1: be able to use it. Like if you really want to use your, you know, DualShock four on a PS four game on PS five, Go for it, man. Yeah,
0: yeah, and like, I get that. Like, if you're if you're playing a game that's on, say, you're playing uh, Warzone, right, or Fortnite, or something that is a PS4 game on the PS5, and you're just so used to that, and you want to, those are competitive shooters, and you want to be what you're used to. It, I'm sure it is going to take some time to get used to this new controller a little bit. So, from that standpoint, I think it's a good idea. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I completely agree. So. All right, what do we got here? Next, number what? Uh, number five. What is it? Five, number five. Valorant introduces Act 2 Battle Pass, new skins and modes. This comes to you via IGN of Adam Bankhurst. Uh, Riot Games has revealed the Act 2 of Valorant will begin on August 4th. That is tomorrow and will bring with it a new Battle Pass, a new agent, a new glitch pop skin line, and a free-for-all deathmatch mode. Uh, Act Valorant act two battle pass will feature unique unlockables, including gun skins, gun buddies, sprays, player, cause player titles, and radiant points. It will cost 1000 VP, which is basically their V bucks. Uh, the new agent arriving in Valorant Killjoy, was revealed last week and will become playable on August 4th as well. She is a wonder kind that can use a variety of robots and gadgets to obtain the upper hand against her enemies. Uh, The new glitch pop skin line leans into a dystopian future where death has no consequence and comes to life through bright, colorful skins and a playful but deadly attitude. These skins will be available at for frenzy Odin, Bulldog, and Judge. These are the names of the weapons in the game. Uh, There will also be melee weapons as well. Free for all deathmatch will launch in beta and will become available on August 5th. It will see 10 players battling for dominance with no abilities, infinite money, and no spike, which is the bomb in search and destroy. Uh, A player will become victorious with 30 kills, or if they have the most kills after six minutes, all weapons will be available and players will start with heavy armor. When a player dies, they will respawn within three seconds and will start with eight seconds of invulnerability that will allow them to swap weapons if desired. (sighs) You know, I, I love Valorant. That's, that's probably my, it so far. Um, it's, it's not my game of the year, but it's my, it's my favorite shooter of the year that I've played. Um, last of us 2 is my favorite game of the year so far but uh this is this is definitely up there um i'm glad that we're finally getting some updates uh they we needed this um the the thing that uh sucks is where's the new map we need a new map this game has uh four maps and it's uh it's time for a new one i the battle uh the deathmatch mode I could give a shit about because the time to kill is so high like I mean, I don't want to go play a deathmatch mode with a time to kill of you know 0. 0.5 seconds you know that just doesn't sound fun to me but I, I might try it out but I have more content for this game is a good thing I'm, I'm totally all for it yeah I mean
1: uh Listen, Valorant is a very strange topic, I feel like, um, just because it is similar to CSGO, and there's all of these things talking about how expensive some of the cosmetics are in Valorant. And it's like, you know, hey, if you, if you think they're too expensive, then don't, don't buy them.
0: Um, yeah, it, they're very overpriced. I haven't paid for any cosmetics yet. There are some skins that I want, but like to, you know, the last the dragon skins that they released to buy the entire bundle, which only gives you four skins, and it's not even for every gun in the game was a hundred dollars and you know, the game is the game is free to play and um, it it is a grind to unlock other characters and their signature uh, skins for their own weapons. Um, But you know, it is a free to play game and like, like Kevin just said, if you don't want to pay for it, don't buy it, and I haven't, and I think that's the right attitude. I'm not going to get mad at a company for charging an absurd amount of skins because there are idiots out there that will pay that kind of money. So you know who's 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 really dumb. You know what I mean? Right. And and I see a lot of people
1: and their takes are like, oh, it's predatory. It's not, man. It's not because uh, why would you pay? Why would you put it behind a paywall? It's like, bro, if if not, it, it, you don't need the skin to play the game it is a making it an elite product they're making it for the most hardcore of valorant gamers right and yes you can you can say that there are hardcore gamers that maybe don't have the means to pay for it and it's not fair i i get all of that i see that side of it however at the end of the day you are playing a free to play game and if they want to to charge a premium price for a dragon skin that looks a little bit like a wilted penis then (laughs) go for it you know i i'm not gonna buy that skin um because i i don't have a hundred dollars to throw at a penis dragon skin but if i did (laughs) i might buy it you know if i really like the game i'm spending hours and hours doing it
0: maybe i would yeah and i am spending hours playing this game but like it's just not worth it to me i don't I don't see the point in spending a hundred dollars on a, on a cosmetic. Um, You know, if this was like, okay, the game's free to play and you get these four maps and you get these so much characters, but if it was a hundred dollars and you got all the skins and you got like four more maps and then unlocked all the characters. Yeah. I might think of that. Right. But you can't sit there and bitch and moan about what a company wants to do with the game that they developed. Is it predatory? No, it would have been predatory if they charged a hundred dollars for skins and then you had to complete a challenge to unlock them. That would be predatory. Um, Yeah. But you're getting what you're paying for. Now, is it worth that? That's up to the spender. If you, if you have the wherewithal and the means and you want to pay a hundred dollars for, to make your gun look different, that you, and here's the thing too, every match, you have to buy the gun. If you die, you lose that gun. It's not like Rogue Company. When you die, you lose the gun, you have to pay for it again. If you don't have the money, you don't get the gun for that round. And so you got to think of it from that standpoint. You may not even be seeing this skin if you're trash at the game. Right. And so it, it you know, I think people are I think people do have addictive personalities. I think it, it is a it, it is a question of morals as things like loot boxes and things like that is gambling. But this isn't that. This isn't like a gamble. This is being upfront. This is what this costs. If you want it, you can pay for it. If you're not, you know, go fuck yourself. Keep playing our free game. Exactly. So yeah. I, I I, don't have a problem with it. Whatever. People want to pay for it. I probably am going to get the battle pass. I'm going to take a look at it and see what it shows. Hopefully it'll be better than the one that it shipped with. But the, the battle pass from, excuse me, from the first season, it was included. I didn't pay anything for it. It was for, it was when I downloaded the game free to play. It was included and it was pretty piss poor. I wouldn't pay for that. I'm going to take a look at this one. And if it's worth grinding for, I'll probably get it. But I'm, I'm not going to, you know what I mean? Like pay or co- I'm not going to complain about something that I. you can go online and look at. That's the one thing I hate about gamers is when they, they bitch and moan about something. You knew damn well going into this what you were getting when you bought it. You know, it's not like it was hidden. It's not like it was in a loot box. It's not like it was something really cool that was behind, you know, a black silhouette and you you got it unlocked and it was a surprise. No, you knew what you're paying for. Don't complain about it. If you're mad that you spent that money, that's your fault. Right. I I completely agree.
1: I completely agree. So, anyway. Next news story. Six. We're going to be moving on to talk about a game called Warframe, Warframe's third open world, Heart of Demos, to be released on August 25th. This is Adam Bankhurst at IGN. Warframe's third open world, Heart of Demos, will be added to the game on all platforms on August 25th, 2020. That brings with it a brand new way to customize your Warframe in the Helminth something system and much more. Revealed at TennoCon 2020, Demos' open world features a hauntingly beautiful landscape that has been overrun by infested enemies. The Dark Entrati. The more, quote, sights unseen in ever-changing underground cave networks un- uh, end quote. Players will also be able to harness the power of the void within the community designed Zaku, which also happened to be the second ever Warframe to be, quote, designed by the Tenno. So, there's a 30 minute demo of this up uh, on IGN and a couple other places. Um, it looks amazing. If you haven't played Warframe, uh, it is probably the best game you've never played. It's phenomenal. Uh, it's free to play. There is so much depth. There is so much grind. There's so much loot. There's so much cosmetics. There's so, oh God, I mean, it's unbelievably good.
0: And,. You know- go for Uh, it i'm just gonna say real quick that you know shout out to digital extremes because this this game started as nothing and has evolved so much and there's so much content in this game digital extremes uh they not only developed it they published it they self-published and i think they started with like a team of like 30 people with this game and it is one of the biggest loot grinders out there it's third person destiny and it's it's a lot of fun i prefer destiny a little bit more and so i never got into warframe but there's a huge gathering of people that that plays uh uh warframe and i I believe uh they they developed the own engine the evolution engine that it runs on and and it's it's digital extremes they deserve all the clout that they get for this because they've they basically started from nothing and and developed a really Really fucking good video game. That's been out for for seven years, you know. So it
1: it runs on Switch.
0: This fucking game runs really well on Switch.
1: It runs on Switch. It's incredible. These guys, hats off. The game is phenomenal. If you haven't played it, play it. It's it's a little confusing. The systems are very robust, but once you get the hang of it, it's the grind and everything is phenomenal. I've played a lot of hours of this game. Um, I, I was kind of with it back when it was free to play on PlayStation four, right? When it dropped, right? When it wasn't nearly what it is now. And I played a lot of hours then. Um, and I've played a lot on the switch. Uh, it's just really, really good. Give
0: it a shot. For sure. For sure. All right. Number seven. And I'm excited about this one, but don't get your panties in a wad (coughs) just yet. This comes from a VG two, four, seven, uh, Sharif Saeed, uh, Konami hints at impending silent Hill news. Now, remember we reported earlier in the leak from the PlayStation event that there's going to be a silent Hill trailer. Um, but, uh, like with all leaks, take them with a grain of salt. So anyway, uh, Konami has gone about directing attention towards a new Silent Hill Twitter account in a bit of an unorthodox way. Konami has kicked off what could be seen as a teaser for something Silent Hill related. On Friday, on Friday, the, Friday the publisher posted the Silent Hill 2 Siren. Uh, which if you've played Silent Hill games, you know exactly what I'm talking about on its official Twitter account, sending series fans into a tizzy. Naturally, this field intense speculation about Silent Hill from fans hungry for something new. Uh, The Twitter, the tweet in question was Konami's official account. And it said, close your eyes. Always scary. Silent Hill 2 siren and was the siren. Uh, the fun didn't last long as K- Konami quickly replied that the original tweet claiming the post was motivated by watching streams of dead by daylight, dead by daylight, daylight, of course, recently received major Silent Hill themed content. This was a, like, I think a couple of months ago. However, the tongue in cheek tone of the tweet clearly indicates that Konami is not messing around and is indeed teasing something, uh, so that tweet came out at about 2:53. <laughs> Six minutes later, they said, "Easy there, internet. We were watching streams of Dead by Daylight and thought we would share the noise and feel of being haunted or hunted. We won't take the tweet down and backpedal. We just wanted you to enjoy it." Before the Twitter account ended this weird bout of promotion, it directed fans to the official Silent Hill account on Twitter. The account is very recent, having only started in this July. Uh, though it does not have the blue check mark being linked to by Konami's official Twitter gives it credence. so yeah, it's not an official Twitter account yet uh, but because t- Konami tweeted it out because um, it was its own Silent hill page uh, perhaps hoping fans to keep guessing Konami ended the tweet stirring by saying the official news would come from the account in question or an event or something not from us. We were just being, fans and enjoyed the noise slash memories. Sorry, everyone did not mean to kill your Friday mood. Um, you know, uh, the, the, the event in question that uh, dead by daylight received a uh, pyramid head is now a, a one of the skins of, they will chase you. And it has a silent hill themed level where you try to escape dead, dead by daylight. Um, but, you know, it did create its own Twitter account and I want to, I'm going to go ahead and check real quick and see if that account
1: exists i think a new silent hill game will come and we might see it at sony's press conference and if we don't then
0: it might be a little further away than than we think it is yeah so far i am not finding an actual twitter account so i'm wondering if they removed it um that the the twitter account that they linked is now gone so um, with the leaks that came out, and see the thing is, this Twitter came, this tweet came out on uh, July thirty first. Um, hours later is when it, the the leak came out, and now that Twitter account's no longer there. Uh, companies are n- notorious for deleting things that get leaked. Um, so they can keep the surprise impending. So I, I, I'm curious if uh, this was just a fuck up by their PR team and uh, they're trying to save pace because with the leak saying this too, that's what makes me think this is somewhat credible. Yeah, I, I think it probably is too. I think they kind of had to backpedal a little bit there. I think they they probably took whatever uh, Hideo Kojima was going to develop from the PT that came out several years ago and they've been working on it themselves. I don't know how good it's going to be without uh, Kojima, but Kojima was never involved in any of the Silent Hill games anyway, and all the most of the Silent Hill games are always pretty decent. So, I don't think they necessarily needed him to do that, but I guarantee you they probably had a bunch of unused assets that they were like, "Well, we're going to fucking use this." Is it going to have Norman Reedus? Probably not, but I bet money there is a Silent Hill game coming. Which yeah, is good because is. Konami has been away for too long. We need I I hate that some of my Favorite IPs are owned by this shitty company. You know, I, I miss Metal <laughs> Gear. I miss Castlevania. And I miss, you know, Silent Hill. Three of the best damn games of all time are, are owned by this company that we may never get to see again. So. Yep. They'll get their shit got from, Yeah, I doubt that. Sony just needs to buy the IPs. I wish I they agree. were. Yeah, me too. Number all eight. right. Last story. Halo Infinite dev admits that
1: it has, quote, work to do on graphics. This comes from Stephanie Nunley at, what, VG247. I was like, well, uh." 343 Industries has addressed fan feedback on Halo Infinite's campaign reveal in a blog post which goes over the game's fidelity, art style, and acknowledges the team still, quote, has work to do. Halo Infinite, yeah. Studio 343 Industries, <laughs> has addressed fan feedback in a blog post which reiterates what players saw in a campaign demo as a work in progress but acknowledges it has work to do on the game. The blog post states that the team has heard the feedback regarding the visuals in the in-game campaign demo and is aware of the debate regarding the quote overall art style and visual fidelity end quote according to the blog post as far as styling the team was aiming for a more classic art style based on our leanings from halo 4 5 and halo wars 2 along with strong community feedback we decided to shift back towards the legacy aesthetics that has defined the original trilogy with halo infinite we're returning to a more classic art style which was a key message going back to the very first reveal that garnished or garnered enthusiastic and positive responses. This translates to a more vibrant palette, cleaner models and objects with less quote unquote noise, though it does not mean less detail. So basically they were getting railed on the internet for the last, uh, God, it's been two weeks now. Uh, So Xbox has come out and and said this, right? They basically like, look, 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 it's art style. And obviously the game is still a work in progress. Now, I saw uh, a video. I think it's from Review Tech USA, and he basically has an inside source at Xbox. And from what that source apparently told him is that 343 is in a complete—they're—they're they're in complete shambles right now, um, <laughs> and they're—they're they're outsourcing they in before the. Yes. Okay. Apparently, the development of, of Halo Infinite has been a complete nightmare. They're outsourcing, I, I think at the they said around like sixty percent of work being done on the game. Nothing is cohesive. Um, there's massive issues with actual three hired people. They said there are there are like bugs and issues that they haven't been able to wrap up, and apparently, it's just a complete clusterfuck over there. Um, which I, I hope is not true. I really hope is not true, but based on what I've seen of halo infinite, I wouldn't be surprised. I really it's wouldn't all- be surprised. It's almost like that game's not going to come out this year. Like somebody said, you know what, Joseph, I, I think
0: uh, you could be correct.
1: If they have I'm a lot work like, to do, I didn't
0: even know this until you just told me this. I had no idea that, that, that. but it makes sense, doesn't it? And now it's like, God damn! They 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 pumped that fucker out real quick. Like that was going to be the mainstay of the show, and and this is going to be you know your reason for getting an Xbox Series X. And now hearing that the studio's in shambles, if that's true, holy shit, is Xbox in trouble? Big trouble. Like that's that's fucking terrifying. I like I I I feel bad for the people at three four three. You know they they basically got put in a situation where hey we need you guys to start making halo and they've, they have not had a good go of it ever since with the, even starting with the master chief collection, when it originally came out on the Xbox one, um, the launch Xbox one, and it was just fucking terrible. The multiplayer didn't work. uh, The levels were jacked up. There was tons of bugs and glitches. And then they finally patched it after multiple, multiple patches. It finally works good on Xbox now um, and runs the way intended. And then, you know, halo four, wasn't as well-received and then Halo 5 was even worse. well-received they have not had a good go with Halo since they took they since Bungie let it go to start making Destiny this is this is not good for Microsoft it's bad news and They've got a lot of work to do on Halo Infinite, a lot of work
1: to do based on that trailer. I mean, when you think about when we saw like The Last of Us Part 2 gameplay and stuff like that, those vertical slices, they were polished, like they were put together. Most of the the time, you see a decrease in graphical fidelity from these gameplay demos, not the other way around. Normally, people are pissed because what they see isn't actually what they get because it looks better because it's such a vertical slice of the game. But what we saw from Halo Infinite looks so bad, people were like, what the fuck?
0: You know who I bet could make a great Halo game? Respawn? Not but well, not Bungie. Uh I was gonna say Oh, you said respawn? Yeah, they might. Um I bet Gorilla could make an amazing Halo game. Because they they have such good work with Kill Zone that I guarantee you a Gorilla Halo game would be fantastic. Like who would you who would you pick to make Halo if 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 it if you took that away from 343?
1: If I took it away from and I couldn't go to Bungie.
0: Yeah, if you, you couldn't go to Bungie, I would they're go. Take it. They're they're too deep in Destiny.
1: I would I would go to Respawn. I would go to Respawn, and and here's the deal. I would, well, okay, I take that back. I take that back. I take that back.
0: Honestly, though, before you take it back, that's not a bad idea because, uh, you know, hey, you know, Titanfall and Respawn were in bed with Xbox, so they have a relationship together. It's just after that that little contract wore up. Uh, Titanfall 2 came to everything else and Respawn was no longer. Uh, they, Respawn was originally going to be a Microsoft studio right. and they they fucked up and should have kept them because goddamn. <laughs> yeah, they should have. I mean,
1: I think they'd be. I, yeah, I think they might. I don't know. I, I, Respawn is good. I wouldn't mind seeing one of the Call of Duty studios take a stab at it. If they completely changed, if they completely, if they went in and they made a game that wasn't Call of Duty, it didn't have to feel like Call of Duty, right? They could, they could do something different. You could give a talented studio that's, that makes like Infinity Ward, right? If, Mm. uh, and this is a, this is a complete long shot. If you came to them, if Microsoft was like Infinity Ward, you were going to make a Halo game and we don't want it to feel or look like Call of Duty
0: at all. I think they might make a really great game. I've been saying for years, I wish Activision would make those studios make something other than Call of Duty. I want to see what Infinity War can do. Give them, like, look what Respawn did with the Jedi game. You know what I mean? Yeah, Jedi Fallen Order. And they didn't even have enough time to fully develop that thing. Like, what if, what if Sledgehammer or somebody else was able to make something else other than fucking COD every year? You know, that's that's the shame. I, I hate these massive companies uh, like like Activision and EA pigeonholing companies like uh, uh, Dice and and you know um, Infinity Ward and all these companies into making just a, a, a one a one trick pony. And that—that's the—that's the sad thing about it. I—I I think I speak for Xbox fans everywhere when I just wish Bungie would take it back. I wish they could get it back somehow and—and and work on Destiny and Halo together. But that—that's never going to happen. It was never their IP to begin with. They were just a studio that Microsoft owned that got to develop it. And so that is—that unfortunately will never happen. But God, it sounds like three four three is in dire dire straits. Yeah, I hope they're not. But it looks like they. <laughs> They very well might like, be like I'm legitimately tired, Kevin, of week in and week out bashing Xbox. I don't want to do it. I want them to do good. Give me something good to talk about. But that's the thing they can't. And now and, and things keep coming out that just seems worse and worse and worse. And it's just not looking good for Xbox Series X. And then I'm just like, I, I don't want to bash Xbox. I don't want to bash Microsoft. I think they have the the capabilities and the, the obviously the money to to allocate some good studios. And it just oh, time will tell.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I, I like to I like to think that I'm a pretty straight shooter. And I, I like to think I, I call it as I see it. And I'm calling it as I see it, and it looks like poop. If it looks like poop and smells like poop, it's probably poop. And it just doesn't look good. It doesn't look good. It doesn't smell good. It doesn't have a good vibe around it. I mean, if you have to come out to the media and, and make a make a blog post saying, hey, everybody, I know our game doesn't look good. We're working on it. That's not good. From 343, the people who are making your flagship title that's going to sell your console. I mean, that is bad.
0: Yeah, no, I, I agree. The, the, the shit is poop. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> I mean, just... geez. But that is all for the news. We're going to go into our main topic now. So, you know, Kevin, it is the end of a generation. It is. We have come to the end. We are about, uh, what, four months away from new consoles taking over our living rooms and, you know, saying goodbye to the PS4 and Xbox One. And the Switch will be around for a little bit longer. But, you know, who knows what they're going to come out with next. And not saying that we're going to get rid of these consoles by any means. But, uh, you know, new end of a generation brings... uh, There was a lot of great games this gen. And so we figured for the main topic this week... Me and Kevin would each give our 20 best games this console generation. Um, We have some honorable mentions that we'll talk about first. And then after that, we'll give uh, Kevin, I'll give his number 20. I'll give my number 20 and we'll go kind of in order up all the way up till our number one game. And if someone has a game that's on each other's list and it's but the game is higher then the person who has it ranked lower will speak just for a small amount of time on it and the person that has a higher obviously gets a little bit more of a longer time on it because that game meant more to them. But we'll both be discussing each other's picks. Does that make sense? It makes sense to me. Let's get into it. Our honorable mentions. These are games that we kind of thought were some of the best this gen, but didn't really kind of make our top 20. Uh, We have Dark Souls 3, um, Destiny 1, The Evil Within, Cuphead, Dying Light, Neo, Batman Arkham Knight, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, Celeste, Metal Gear Solid 5, The Phantom Pain, Ori and the Blind Forest, Dead Cells, Hollow Knight, No Man's Sky, Sea of Thieves, The Outer Worlds, and Hitman. Kevin, are any of those uh, sticking out to you that you want to discuss on any of those for a minute? Um, I want to talk about PUBG
1: for a second, just because it started everything with the battle royale genre basically um i think it's it's important to say that yes pubg is a complete janky mess uh most of the time but it started everything and if it weren't for that we wouldn't have fortnite we wouldn't have apex we wouldn't have a lot of these other um in my humble opinion uh better battle royales without pubg kind of paving the way for it uh so yeah props to pubg great game uh that's one of the ones that stood out to me uh, let me see another one. Uh, dead cells, obviously really great game. I, I didn't play. Um, but I,
0: I heard great things about it. Which one, which ones do you want to talk about a little bit? Uh, the one out of all of these, the two that really I spent the most time on, I'm literally one trophy away from getting the platinum and metal gear solid five, the phantom pain. Uh, anybody that knows me knows that that's probably, as far as a series goes, um, that's up there with mega man for me. I love the metal gear solid series. It's a shame that, uh, we got such an incomplete game to be the series finale. uh, If you will, Uh, we, I don't know if we'll ever see that series again. I'm sure we will at some point. I'm sure there'll be a remake of uh, metal gear solid or metal gear at some point. Um, But as far as the story of big boss and everything like that is concluded, it was a shame that it it did. They, there was so much cut content and they did not get to finish it because of all the things that happened with Konami and Kojima and, It was a really good game um i spent a lot of time in it the world the open world was you know pretty much barren but it was fun it was like a playground the the tools that snake got to use were very um very fun it was it was fun going about missions different ways trying to go back and s rank all the missions uh that was just i I lost a lot of time to metal gear solid five uh the second one <clears throat> Excuse me, uh, would be Sea of Thieves. I, uh, I've put a lot of time in the Sea of Thieves. I got all the way to Pirate Legend. And if you've played that game, you know how much of a fucking grind that is. Um, after I hit Pirate Legend, it was right before they did this massive new update, I think, that came out in May. And I just kind of fell off. I have not touched it. I uninstalled it. and uh, But it's, it's a good game. It, it started out as nothing um similar to another honorable mention we have which was No Man's Sky uh two games that really kind of came out um with broken promises uh that the studios redeemed and both are i would say really good quality video games um <coughs> excuse me um Hitman definitely is up there too for me I, I i played a lot of the first Hitman i have the second one installed i just haven't played it yet uh but really good game um but those, those are our honorable mentions. Outer Worlds, of course, uh, Obsidian did a really good job with that game. I still need to go back and finish it. And I think that's probably why I didn't make my top 20.
1: I mean, those are all really great games. Outer Worlds, I haven't played. Uh, I I love RPGs. You, They're kind of more your jam than they are my jam. Uh, as you'll see on our list, there's a, a couple a couple discrepancies, I'd say, on where we play certain games, uh, which is interesting. Yeah. You want me to get into it? You want me to get into my number 20? you know what yeah let's
0: just go right in what is your 20th best game of this generation
1: i've got super smash brothers ultimate um here because it is it's a little higher on your list so I'll, i'll keep it brief for now um it is a really complete smash brothers package um you've got a lot of great characters in there but it as much as it is a current gen game because it came out this console generation it feels like smash but it, it's it's an old game right like this is a reboot of an old game essentially it has new mechanics but it feels very similar to even melee you know like when you play melee and you play smash ultimate they feel different yes i'm not saying that they feel the same but it's the same gist it's the same type of attacks it's the same everything so that's the reason it's a little lower on my list i think is that it is a fantastic video game one that i really enjoy and really love but it's not it doesn't quite say this console gen or this generation of video games to me
0: and i i can get that and it's only two ranks higher um than mine it would it'll be number 18 and we can go ahead and talk about that right now i mean it it's to me, it was the best fighting game that I played this generation. Um, I know we got mortal Kombat X and 11, and I really like those games a lot. Uh, we got street fighter five. Um, but in my opinion, smash was the best just because of how many different. IPs they were able to acquire and all the different characters they were able to put into this. It's huge and they're still not done. And so I, I think that, uh, Yeah, me and my wife, we have a a game where um, we decide who's going to do the dishes and it'll be over a game of Smash and and just things like that. And that's that's why I put it on my list. Uh, There are probably games in my honorable mention, like I played a lot more of like Metal Gear for that instance. Uh, But Smash was a as far as I think the impact that it had on this generation is why it's on my top 20. Um, But yeah, it's it's a it's a really good game.
1: Yeah, it's great. It's fantastic. It it's solid. I I think it might be the one of the best games. Well, uh, it's always hard to say it's the best game on the Switch, but it's definitely it's definitely up it's there. it's up
0: there. It's it's definitely one of the, the top five you would think of if you're a Switch owner. One of the five must haves, right? Yep. My number twenty, and this one's uh, definitely higher up on your list. And we'll let you talk a little bit more about it. Um, my number 20th game is Fortnite. Uh I I think that you know we talked about PUBG being the first of its kind to come out and uh do what it did for um battle royales. Fortnite took what it did and improved upon it. Uh the shooting feels great because Epic knows how to make great shooters. Um you know, the, the building was a little bit hard. I remember when Fortnite first came out and everybody just, just built walls. That's all they built. Nobody else right. knew how to yeah. build like four by fours and and houses and roofs and edit and all this stuff. And all that was in the game. I mean, it, they added a few different mechanics, but for the most part, it was all the same. And just the longevity that this game has had and will continue to have going forward is, is insane. And I, I love the skins that you get. I like what they do with the battle pass. Um. I think it's just a it's it's in a really good place right now.
1: Yeah, and it it has a very unique charm that only Fortnite has. For sure, for sure. What's your eight? Uh, excuse me, nineteenth game. Kevin? I have Ghosts of Tsushima here at nineteen. Now, yes, I haven't finished it yet, um, but there are a lot of things that I have run into already in my eight to ten hours of of gameplay that I feel like I can say that it is an incredible game it's not as great as some of the other ones that i have higher on the list um but it is incredibly solid sucker punch did a really good job uh with just the the way the environment guides you through the game it's beautiful the combat's really tight uh it's phenomenal and i i wish i could put it higher but i i had better experiences with some of these other games um, and I, I think maybe it's part of the part of the the issue is that I haven't come back to it at all this week um, and I, it's not that I'm feeling down on the game because it's it's really good it's just it's not
0: pulling me to play it you know what I mean Right and I, I think you probably would have had that higher if you had finished it. Um the reason it's not on my list is I have not played it yet at all like I've said I'm waiting for a 4K television but I'm sure it is definitely one of the best games this generation for hands down just by looking Easily. at trailers. <clears throat> Excuse me my so sorry for everybody listening we record our podcasts in halves this is our back half we recorded our first half yesterday. Last night my daughter got sick and I'm just starting to feel the effects of, uh, I think I'm catching what she's getting, so I'm a little short of breath and kind of stuffy, so bear with me. Uh, My number 19th game is another Switch game, um, Mario Odyssey. Uh, I like this game a lot. I don't think it's better than Super Mario Galaxy 2, which is my favorite 3D Mario game, Um, but it was definitely one of the best for the switch. It was a, you know, pr- practically a launch title and, or was it a lot? La- it was a launch title, wasn't it? Uh, no, breath of the wild was launched. We had to wait the a World while. Came year, out I think it. for this. Yeah, that's right. It came out and I think it came out in December of that year when breath of the wild on the switch launched. I think it came out yeah. almost 11 and a half months, but uh, it, it was a really fun three. Uh, it best, best 3d Mario game I played since super Mario galaxy two. Um, it's, a lot of fun. I don't think it's better than any of the 2D uh, or 2.5D Mario games, uh, which is why it's number 19. But I think it is. it definitely deserves a spot on this list. It is probably uh, what many people would consider probably the second best Switch title available uh, by many. And it shows it. So the levels are really fun. They're diverse. Um, it does start to get a lot, little bit long in the tooth when you start trying to collect all the moons and everything like that. Uh, but it, it's it's a lot of fun. I, I did like Super Mario Odyssey. Any thoughts yeah. on Ke- on that one, Kevin?
1: I I liked it. Um, I I really enjoyed it. My favorite Mario is still Mario sixty four. Um, I think that's. Uh, I just think it's so good. I don't know. I just really enjoy it. Maybe it's nostalgia. And Mario Odyssey definitely uh, is similar to Mario sixty four. Um, it, it's in a lot of ways a love letter to it. But I it just didn't it didn't do it for me i i don't know why uh i know it's a really great video game it's it it was for me i couldn't i don't even i got to like the last level like the last boss level and i was like "Eh." And, and i just didn't pick it back up i have never finished it um and it it didn't it just didn't work for me i i don't know why it was it was it was fun and i enjoyed it but my girlfriend finished it way before I did. I was like, "You gotta finish it. It's so good." And I was like, "Okay, okay, okay." Yeah, I, I, didn't I, I just, completely,
0: ugh, I don't know. I didn't completely finish it either. And I heard there was some secret ending that's supposed to blow your socks off, allegedly. But I never got to that. Do you know what that is? Yeah. At all? No, I, I have no fucking clue. Honestly,
1: <laughs> I, I, I really like, I really like this game. I, I just, I couldn't put it on
0: my top twenty. I, I get you. I feel you. That's why we made two different lists. <laughs> yeah, I guess you could call this our top 40 games, but I think we do have a couple of duplicates. What is your 18th best game this gen? Um, My 18th is Monster Hunter. This game is
1: really, really, really good. I spent about 20 to 25 hours, which I know in Monster, monster Hunter terms is, is not a lot. The game kind of dropped one at a weird point in my life. Um, I was going through a bunch of stuff. I was just super busy. Um, But it's phenomenal. And like the the game is so good. Everything about it is so good. Progression is really good. Loot is really good. The monsters are really good. The gameplay is really good. The community is really good. Everything about this game is fucking phenomenal. Um, And it deserves all the praise that it gets, in my opinion. And the only reason it's so low on my list is probably because I didn't play enough of it. Um, But it is... God, it's just really
0: a great... Video game, um, yeah, I it- really, I really want me and you at some point because I. This is definitely a game that's you, you shouldn't solo. I feel like you definitely need to play it with somebody else. Yeah, and I would definitely love to go back in me and you, create a couple new characters and really kind of sink our teeth into it because you got me to buy this game and. I played it and I loved it, but you, you know, you had a lot going on and by that time you had started to fall off and I didn't really have anybody to play it with. And I just kind of fell off myself, but it, it is a very fun game. I've played a couple of the monster hunters on DS and things like that. And it is very, uh, easier to grasp than most monster hunter games. It is very more new player friendly to that world. Um, but it, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a really fun RPG. Lots yeah, of really cool I- mechanics. To-
1: it got me into playing Dauntless, which is um, Epic Games came out with Dauntless, which is basically Monster Hunter Lite, kind of. It it's just it's 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 just as fun as Monster Monster Hunter. It's just a little bit more cartoony. Um, but I played that on the Switch. I when I pick up the Switch, I'm usually picking it up to play Dauntless. I go in there and and do a couple hunts and do a couple things, and it's very very similar to Monster Hunter. But I mean, Monster Hunter is obviously, I think the the superior game. Yeah, Dauntless is a
0: really cool game. I I called it uh, Fortnite Hunter. Is what I called it. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, it's it's a really cool game too. Uh, was uh, Monster Hunter didn't make my honorable. It was an honorable mention of mine, but because it was on your list, I took it out of the honorable mentions. So okay, cool. Uh, my 18th game was Super Smash Brothers. I think we both touched on that well enough. Kevin, what was your 17th best? I've game got in this Pokemon gym? Go on here. Very um, surprising. When I saw this in the Google Doc, I was like, hmm. No, I did not think a mobile game would make the list, but I I totally get why.
1: I played a lot of Pokemon Go the summer it came out. I was out every single day. I was actually in Austin doing a a show out there. I was out every single day catching Pokemon. Um, I was out. I'd go around the lake, Lake LBJ. I'd walk around all around there, downtown, catching Pokemon, doing all these things. And it, it... the game is still going and it's still going strong. I can't I don't play it now, but I spent so many hours with Pokemon Go. I couldn't keep it I couldn't not put it in my list. It has to be here. I mean, my brother still plays every single day. Like every day my brother is playing Pokemon Go. Um so it it's got its teeth in people and it's solid. It's a really solid game. They've added a lot of new features. They've added a ton of stuff that you know, it wasn't even there when I was playing it and I thought it was still very good my girlfriend and I we play it together Um, it's a really great game and it introduced a lot of people to video games I think that's very important um, is that it it brought a lot of people who don't play video games into video games because it combines exercise and activity and um, and video games and collecting it's it's perfect I saw someone I was walking my dog around celebration florida the other day and there was this 65 year old woman wearing a i'm like i'm playing pokemon go shirt and she's got her her phone she has her charger attached to her hip so she can keep battery and she she, was
0: fucking into it
1: right but it 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 ingrained it into my mind that there are still people out here that use this they use this to lose weight they use this for all kinds of things and it's great it's incredible
0: Yeah, that that is one of the cool things about it. I remember when it first came out, it was like, you know, it's basically encouraging people to get outside and go for a walk. And it's very cool. And my favorite thing about it is I played a little bit of it. And my favorite thing is mainly uh, most of the Pokemon are Gen 1 Pokemon, which is the best gen of Pokemon, in my opinion. And, uh, you know, I I liked that it was all of them. I played it. I just I just wanted to go catch them. I never liked any of the battles or anything. Um, but yeah, a lot of people still play it um, at my work. I'm a paramedic. Uh, we drive around town all day in ambulances for 12 hours. I've got a lot of coworkers that'll get out of their ambulance and go catch Pokemon at different spots. And it's like the perfect job <laughs> so to great, play man. that game. So yeah, I think I have like 10 coworkers that play that game. It's it's a really fun game. Yeah, it's it's great. Let's see here. Okay, so my 17th game is a game now i know we we had said um you know if it's on last gen's console it doesn't count but this game came out on both the same day it came out for ps4 and ps3 at the same time Uh, my number 17 game is south park the stick of truth um this game i'm a huge south park fan i I tell people all the time south park is my bible uh i've watched every season every episode I, i love south park and I've always wanted to play a game in South park. You know, like you remember those old PlayStation games? We used to have like chefs, like there was a chef's game and then there was a cart racing game and they, they were very like 3d and not, they kind of had the art style, but weren't true to the actual show. And this to me, you were literally playing episodes of South park when you played this game. And it's a really fun RPG Ubisoft, uh, published it and, uh, obsidian developed it. And it is, it is just fantastic. And I think that's why the RPG elements are so good in it is because obsidian helped develop it. Um, but I can't say enough good things about South Park. Stick of truth. Really, really fun game. Hilarious. Uh, there's a scene, um, where you are, you get turned miniature, and you have to go into your parents' bedroom while they're having sex. And one of the <laughs> obstacles is avoiding your dad's balls knocking you <laughs> out of the way. And it is just the most disgusting, hilarious thing I've ever seen in a video game. I can't believe yeah. it's in there.
1: <laughs> that's fucking. That's fucking hilarious. I've been, I've almost picked this game up uh, so many times because it's been on sale, and I just never pulled the trigger. But I I probably should. So you have never played it. I have not.
0: And I, a, but I just really love the name should. of the sequel, the Fractured Butthole. I love that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's great. <laughs> the, the the sequel was decent. It changed a lot of the combat mechanics that made the first game good, which is why I think the story is better in the second one. But the uh, the combat and the gameplay is not as good as the first at all. So, but if you find them on sale, go pick them up. They go on sale all the time. Kevin, what was number
1: sixteen for you? I've got I have Apex Legends here. Um, And even though I think uh, I like Apex more than I like Fortnite, uh, I think Apex, well, first of all, the player base is climbing. Um, They've seen a massive influx of of players in the last couple months. Yes, due to coronavirus, but I think also just due to the fact that the game is really good um, and people are trying to get their friends to play it with them because it is so solid. Um, And yeah, I I, I I can't say enough good things about Apex. I think it's I think it's a phenomenal battle royale. I think it's quick. I think it doesn't have too many players on the map. I think it has a really great balance between uh, looting and combat. I think it has a really great traversal traversal system, um, and I think the gunplay is good. So yeah, sixteen uh, is going to be Apex for me.
0: Apex Legends is probably one of the best BR games I've ever played. It's uh it, I think it's better than PUBG. I think it is better than Warzone. Um it's it's a lot of fun. The characters are fun. The abilities don't feel too overpowered. They don't feel like any one character is better than any of the others. Um lost a lot of time at Apex. I I think I have over like fifteen hundred kills with Lifeline from just the first two seasons alone. And I, I love that game. And then I just kinda got tired of it because I played so much of it. But uh me and you have dips back in. I've dig you're like obsessed with it, and I've I've yeah, played back a few in, matches you know? with you. And I, I, I like it still. Uh, but I've just like I said, be as far as BR's go, I'm really liking what Fortnite chapter two is doing. And uh that's the BR that I've been sticking with. But Apex is fucking phenomenal. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. My number 16th game is Fallout 4 Uh, came out in 2015. Um, I really want this game to be higher on my list, Uh, but I waited, you know, almost seven years for this game and um, it just did not live up to what we thought. The graphics were great the first person shooting was on point. I loved how much better the shooting was in this compared to games like fallout three and new Vegas. Um, the story just, it just didn't keep me captivated. I I could have given a shit about finding Sean or, uh, you know, all these other things. It just wasn't interesting. And I think it was partly, I think partly the world. I I really loved fallout threes, gray gloomy, uh, aesthetic, this was just a little bit too bright to me. Um, you are from the Boston area. What did you think of Fallout Four? I didn't like Fallout Four. Um,
1: I I was so excited to play it. It's set in Boston. It's Fenway Park. You know, there are so many great details um, that they took when making the game to make it feel like Boston. Um, I played about twenty hours of Fallout Four. And that was it for me. I didn't care much about the story. I it was kind of janky. Um, I wasn't enjoying it, and I really liked Fallout Three. Uh, I, I I really liked Fallout Three. I just didn't. And and Fallout Four is kind of more. It's just more Fallout, right? But right. I, I don't I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was because I was playing other games. I was enjoying more at the time, but I couldn't. It just didn't sink its teeth into me, and yeah, it's, I, a, it's a and shame because it's the perfect cocktail of a game for me.
0: Yeah, I can completely agree with pretty much everything you said. Um, the fact that it's on my list, period, is because when I played it on PC and I got all the mods that the community builds and everything, it kind of gave it a little bit of an extra life. I was with you right when it came out. I didn't finish the story, and then I went back and I modded a game and did all these things, and uh, I just kind of like made my character have God mode and and unlimited ammo and all these things. I was just tearing things up in power armor, and it was super fun, and I finished the story, and uh, it w- I did have a lot of fun with it then. But uh, the state that it came out in, I, I don't know, like – I, it makes me scared for Elder Scrolls 6. I know that all the Elder Scrolls games, pretty much all of them are good, um, you know, because that's their bread and butter. I just hope Fallout 4 was not a uh, sign of things to come that Bethesda uh, Softworks is uh, or Bethesda Stud Game Studio, excuse me, is falling off. I, ho- I hope that's not the telltale signs, but we'll, we'll see. Yeah, I hope. I uh, hope but so yeah, too. that was my 16th favorite game of all time. <laughs> or this gen. <laughs> this gen. Um, what was your 15th, Kevin? I've
1: got Final Fantasy VII Remake on here. Um, this game is awesome and it makes you feel things that most video games can't make you feel. The story is phenomenal. The characters are amazing. The voice acting, great. Combat, fluid, feels good. Um it, it clips along at a really good pace. The one thing I don't like about the game is I don't like some of the sections that it kind of opens up into side quests. Um, it The way the story is kind of designed feels very linear, and you this is a game where you very much want to keep pushing through um, to for the story. Uh, so when it opened up into those sections and it was like, you have to complete two side missions to move forward, I was like, ah! I was like, I just want to know what happens. Um, so that's really the only complaint I have about the game. Everything else is solid. It's really, really good. It, I mean, it probably should be a little higher on my list, um, but I think it—I think it, it kind of has to land here. Um, just, just because I think some of the other games I have on here are a little bit better uh, for different reasons. But that's that's where it is. It's really, really fucking
0: good. Yeah the the only reason it did not make my uh, top twenty list was because I have not played it yet. I I know I really need to get on that. Um, it looks fan, it looks fantastic, it looks phenomenal, but uh, it was just not. Um, I couldn't justify putting it on my list. I know it's great. I know it's gonna be great when I play it, and I'm sure you know after I play it, I'll be like, man, I really wish I would have put that on there instead of like Fallout Four or something like that. Uh, I just haven't played it yet, so yeah Uh, you'll uh, get a chance to play it
1: it and and you'll see through our list of games there are games on yours that i haven't played uh and uh, like that's probably the reason they're not on mine you know we can't play everything
0: so (laughs) for sure even though i wish we could uh my number 15 game uh, holds a big spot in my heart um it's one of the most terrifying games i've ever played just because it changed the formula that this series had uh, stuck with for so many years. And the cool thing about this game series is that it changes its formula uh, time and time again, you know, it started off with tank controls and then we went to third person over the shoulder. And with this iteration, it was first person and it was fantastic. I loved everything about resident evil seven. Just, I loved how short it was too. It's not a long game and uh, you can probably beat it in about a day. If you start like, you know, in the morning and you probably can finish by dinner time. It's only about 10 hours long. If you, if you're able to, you know, figure out the clues and, 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 and the, and the uh, secrets and things that you're supposed to do, it's, it's not a hard game at all, but it is frustrating. Um, The, the, uh, Aiming is a bit off, especially on console. It's harder to aim uh, because it's intentionally the guy is not like a uh, uh, a badass war hero or anything like Chris Redfield. Uh, he, his aim is off, and uh, it's hard to control your shots. Uh, you have to make every shot count. This game did uh, ammo conservation better than any Resident Evil game I've ever played. Um, it's very you're, you're really having to think methodically about what weapon you want to use because you don't want to use all. There are times where you're like. You know, a boss fight's coming up and you have literally two shotgun shells and it's it's very fun. And, and that makes that game intense. But uh, graphics were great. Story was great. I loved Resident Evil 7.
1: Yeah, it's a game I haven't played and probably won't. I don't like horror
0: games, but uh, I know it's a good yeah, you, game. You, so. you don't like the scary things. I, I, don't, I get too
1: scared.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, what was your number
1: 14? <laughs> I have Breath of the Wild here um, sitting at 14 I didn't like it. I mean, okay, it's not that I didn't like it. I I really liked it. I enjoyed it. I think it's a I think it's a great game. Um, but the more I look back on it, I I don't I don't know. Uh, it it's it's really good. Um, and I I think it's a better video game than than Final Fantasy VII is just because of the the risk that they took, and I think the world is really beautiful, and I think some of the puzzles can be fun. Um, the only issues I have with Breath of the Wild is I think there's not enough. I don't think there are enough enemies. I don't think the enemies are very interesting. Um, I don't think the combat is necessarily any good. Um, but I think that, and I, God, I hate when weapons break in video games. I hate it. It's, for me, it's the the most annoying, stupid, fucking mechanic. I hate it. It's like I have a weapon. What, do I really have to clean it? Do I? Does it really going to break on me in the middle of a battle? I don't like it. I never have. I never will. And that's something that always bothered me in Breath of the Wild. I'd find this awesome weapon, and I'm like, yes, yes, I've got this huge axe. Like it's so cool. I can stab people with it and swing it at them. And it's like I use it for five minutes and it's broken. And like I, I like scoured <laughs> the fucking environment for forty five minutes to find it. And I was like, oh, I finally found it. Yes. And I beat these little grunts and that's it. And I'm like, cool. I just, I don't know. The shrines didn't do it for me. Um, I'm not a big puzzle guy. I like puzzles. Um, but it, you know, the shrines were fun and some of them were really clever and really well designed. And I, I actually really did like the um, the Divine Beasts I really liked those dungeons. I thought they were a lot of fun, believe it or not. And I really liked those bosses. That was the best part of the game for me, was <laughs> defeating the bosses. Um, but yeah, it, it's a really good video game. I sound really negative about it, um, but I can still respect it for for what it
0: is. Well, And I wanted to address something real quick on the negativity that we're giving to some of these games, like you did with Breath of the Wild and the way I did with uh, Fallout 4. Um, just because there are parts of these games we don't like the reason why they're on our top 20 list. These are the games that we feel were the best, well-received, uh, most, uh, positive reviews and, uh, the most popular this generation. These are, these are games, their overall consensus, somebody would believe is the best game this gen, right? That's, that's why it made this list. Uh, Absolutely. And they are games
1: that you should play. they are games that you should play whether or not we like them or not. You should play them because you probably will really like them. But these are the these
0: are the I think the twenty to thirty however many we're off by uh, because we don't have all duplicates uh, games that you must play have played this generation is the way I think it should be worded maybe not necessarily our favorites I know my list I once I get into my top five for sure uh, these are games that are in my probably become my top ten it's crazy how good this gen was I love this generation of gaming. Uh, I think it's yeah, one of the best,
1: I do too. In my opinion, yeah, I do too. Uh, I kind Let's of see. i i did my list a little bit different than you in the sense that I kind of took i took into account the the i took into account kind of how the games uh, played out in the generation, meaning how powerful they were, um, how influential they were. So that that there's a little bit of that in mind. Um, but I think as we get up into my top. You, you'll see. I have a couple on here that I'll save it for later because it's uh, it's a good... I'm excited to get into it. Okay. But your for turn, sure. right? <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, let's see. Where was I at? Number 14. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, My number 14th game is a game that I keep coming back to. It's like crack. I'll, I'll, I'll get fucking fed up with it. I'll be pissed off at it. I hate the changes that they make. And then something else will come out with it, like an update. And I fucking fall in love all over again. Uh, right now I'm currently in that pissed off state again. It's uninstalled, uh, but it's looking like new light is going to bring me back in. Number 14 is destiny Two. Uh, I think I, if you heard earlier, I had destiny one in our honorable mentions, destiny Two took everything that destiny one was and improved on it. Not when it first launched. That's why it's kind of lower on my list. Um, but after the release of the Forsaken DLC, uh really was the kind of the turn. And then when they broke away from Activision and started their uh seasons, man, I, I love where Destiny 2 is at for the most part. Um I just kind of fell off this last season and I need to get back into it. I heard things have gotten a little bit better since last season, but uh I'm I really love Destiny 2. Yeah, Destiny 2 is on my list. It's a little bit higher.
1: Do you want me to talk about it now? And then we can if you want to. Yeah, so it's it, it sits at number nine on my list, which is which is in just a few games here. Um, I have some of my most fond memories playing Destiny Two. There was one day where I it was at the beginning. I wanted to get the Leviathan raid done, and I woke up early. My girlfriend was working all day. She had it was like she at the time she was working with someone where she was staying overnight. Um, watch a, taking care of a taking care of a kid. She was a, a nanny, and so. Uh, I had the house to myself for like three days and it hit perfect, like right when the Leviathan raid, you know, happened. I woke up at like eight thirty in the morning, I had a good breakfast, and I went on to the Destiny Two, um, I don't I can't remember if it was a subwriter or whatever, but I was like, Hey, I'm looking for a group to get the raid done. Um, I don't care who like who it is, um, you know, you can have completed it or not, whatever. I just want to go in and try. And I played for almost like twelve hours. Um, trying to get that raid done. And we finally got it done. Um, But it, I mean, that is one of my most fond memories of this generation is just those days of doing the raid and grinding for gear and uh, playing PvP. I love Destiny 2. I really love Destiny 2. And I I haven't been playing consistently. I took a massive break because I played so much of it. I played like 600 hours or some shit like that. when it first came out, it was all I was playing. It was like that, and maybe Friday the Thirteenth every once in a while. But like Destiny Two was it for me, and we played a lot together at the beginning too.
0: Oh, oh yeah! Um, like I've, I got the platinum trophy in it, and I, I loved the Destiny Two and that Leviathan yeah. raid man. Once you beat it, and you have a group of guys that can or gals that uh, you get all the way through it and you beat it, it, it is very satisfying. Yeah, it it's it's phenomenal. It's a really great game. Yeah, but Bungie's definitely onto something, and and New Light just looks even better. I can't wait to, because uh, I've got people that I play with on PC, um, but I, I just I don't know. i I always liked Destiny on PlayStation because that's where it started on with Destiny One, and so I'm really excited to get back into New Light on PS5 with Kevin. I think we're gonna we're probably gonna know life that game for a while. <laughs> I think so too. <clears throat> what is your number? Thirteen, fourteen.
2: No, 14,
1: 13, right? right? I did 14's my 14's Breath of the Wild. So you are oh, okay. 14, yeah, my bad. you're 13. Two. You're 13. Okay, my 13 is going to be The Witcher. Um uh, there's not really a lot I can say that hasn't been said about The Witcher. Really great game, Story's incredible, um voice acting really great, gameplay fun. Uh it, it's it's it is the creme de la creme of open world RPGs. Um and there's a reason it's just better than most all other RPGs. In my opinion, it's really, really fucking good. Yeah. It's it's
0: okay. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. I'm gonna leave it at that. It may or may okay. not be on my list. <clears throat> so then
1: go to your number 13.
0: My number 13 is the last of us part two. <clears throat> ooh, It's too low on your list. I knew you were going to have a problem with that. And looking at the rest of my 12 games that I have left on this list, I just feel like we're better games. I loved the story of The Last of Us Part 2. I loved everything that it did. I loved the emotions that it brought out in me. I loved the, uh, the things that are the themes and, and, and the confliction that it makes you feel, uh, we did a whole spoiler cast, you know, I mean, I love this series. My daughter's name is Ellie because of this series. And I didn't dislike it. I don't think it's as good as the first. Um, but it's weird. I think there are bits and pieces. I think the story actually is a better story, uh, than the first game. Um, I know that's a very divisive opinion, but I just liked that the, the nuances with Joel and Ellie. And I think it was just this, uh, maybe it's because I'm older and, and being, uh, older with children, just having that world, being in that world with a child and just seeing Ellie when she's very young. And, and, you know, when they're in the music shop, when they're trying to find bill and, um uh, Early in the game, and she's going through all the records and and things like that, and just the the little moments that they have, the the scene at the giraffes in Seattle, or where was that? That wasn't Seattle. Where were they at? Utah. The giraffes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Salt Lake. Um. But it just, I love the first game a little bit too much to 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 let it overtake how great the second one was, um, or to take away from it. So. I, I can't, I can't put into words. I mean, I know you love this game more and it's, it's, uh, let me see. Let's see how far higher up that is on yours. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to let, I'm not even going to let you talk about it because I know I you're going to have a lot more to say on it. And the reason why it's where it is on your list, we'll just get to it when it's there. It's kind of, kind of goes hand in hand with the way you feel about the last game you talked about as to where it's at on my list. Exactly.
1: Yeah. It, it's very, very similar. It's very similar. I think.
0: So it's actually uh, interesting that we put, yeah, we'll talk about it when we get there. That is kind of weird. I didn't even think about that. Our yeah. hat is very, very odd. So some foreshadowing I, there. Yeah. And it's just a difference get what in we're getting
1: at. Yeah. It's just a difference in the type of games. I think we enjoy more. I think that I think, that's I think so the too. Commentary. Yeah. I think so too. Um, so number what 12 on my list 12? is Overwatch. Um, Great game. I mean, come on. Uh, Overwatch is, is Overwatch. <laughs> It's phenomenal, it's fantastic. I don't think all of the changes that they have put in there are necessarily good. Um, I think they've kind of botched some of the last couple of things they've thrown in the game with new heroes that have really changed the meta. Um, that one shield girl can't remember her name. Um, she's got the walking shield and the and the little mace thing. She, I know ruined the meta for a lot of a lot of people. Um, oh, Bridget. especially competitively Bridget, yeah, Bridget, Bridget. She ruined the meta for a lot of the competitive play. Uh, and I, I know all of that, but, uh, damn is it's, it feels like a million bucks when you play it, it it just um, works.
0: Yeah. It's, it's a fantastic game. I think it's, I think it's blizzard's second best game they've ever made. Um, a lot of people think it'd be Diablo or Warcraft, depending on where you are with those games or even Starcraft. But I think overwatch is blizzard's second best game they've ever made. And that's, that's, that's saying something because they, they, they have never really made a bad game, um, in the grand scheme of things. Now you might not like their business practices and the way they run things. Uh, we just, like I said, we we do a uh, our podcast is recorded in two separate days. And breaking news came out today that Jason Schreier's. Uh, they're, they're, I'm sure we'll touch on in the news next week. Um, did you see that about Blizzard? Yes. Very poor treatment of their employees, as far, like you know, Bobby Kotick's making forty million a year, and, and some of the programmers are struggling to make ends meet so uh you know regardless of how you feel about blizzard or activision blizzard as a company overwatch is a fantastic game and i'll go ahead and talk about it now um i want us to when we do get into our top 10 to really spend a lot of time on why uh but i'll go ahead and touch on it overwatch is 10 on my list and that's becoming from of how much i played it when it first came out to uh I think after Anna. Anna got released. She's the other the healing sniper. That's Anna, right? Yes. So after she got released is that kind of the time that I start to fall off, and that's why it's 10 on my list, is because the game was perfect up until that point. Uh it made it made ju be just as good uh now as it ever was. I just don't know. I don't play it anymore. Um, but uh I'm really I, I do plan on getting back into it when Overwatch 2 comes out. Um, I think we both will at that point, um, but it is probably one of the best first person shooters I've ever played hands down. And it is one of the best competitive games you can find out there. Um, if you get a team that knows how to use their heroes, this is a game where we talk about like apex and Valorant, where the abilities don't really make or break the game. Overwatch isn't like that. You could fuck up if you don't have, if if the other team is so cohesive and they know what the hell they're doing and they are using all their abilities to their advantage and you just go in there with like soldier 76 and, 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 you know, um, Ash, Ash or, you know, just a bunch of play, And, and then, um, uh, it's high noon. What's his name? Um, the Reaper McCree. No McCree. Oh, McCree. It's high yeah. noon. But if you go in with characters that are pretty much the same, it, you're 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 not going to match up well. and and the heroes matter and i just man i can't say enough good things about overwatch great game great game it yeah. is my 10th best game this generation and, and and you know it's kevin's 12th it is the top in the top 15 i think on everybody's list of best games this gen easy 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 all right my number 12 and you'll kind of see a running theme i guess not really a running theme, but <clears throat> kind of with the statement that Kevin made our, our different tastes in game. I love RPGs and I love high fantasy. I love anything like, you know, fucking uh, nerd. Like, <laughs> fucking nerd. I love games like, you know, <laughs> Skyrim and any of the Elder Scrolls and The Witcher and uh um you know World of Warcraft. High fantasy is like the genre that I, or the setting that I live and breathe for in video games, I, it always has been uh, up from the original, you know, Zelda to uh, Link to the Past, and all these all these games that put you in like you're in the this time time frame with magic and knights and dragons. I always find that shit cool. My number twelve game is Divinity: Original Sin Two. I never played any of the other games. Uh, I think I touched. Me and Matt uh, played. Um, our friend, Matt, uh, played, uh, divinity original sin one on PlayStation four. And I really didn't get into it. Um, I'm not never always never been that crazy about CPU, uh, or PC RPGs, uh, games like, um, uh, Baldur's gate, things like that. I just never really got into. I love the lore behind Baldur's gate. I love, you know, all the, all the. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons stories that come with that, just never got into them. But when I played uh, Div- Divinity: Original Sin two, holy cow! This this game, um, if you ever get the chance, it's on PlayStation Four, Kevin. And you, it may not be your cup of tea, but if you ever somehow able to get it for free, I may even get it for you just as a gift someday, just Ooh. to get you to experience it. But it's it's almost like a pen and paper RPG, but you're you're playing out the combat in real time. And it's turn based, and so if you like games like older Final Fantasy VII, the the original one, and things like that, you may mm-hmm. like this type of gameplay. Um, it's party based, um, turn based, and it's just God. It's such a good game. Really good story, and just the graphics in it for being uh, you know isometric. It's 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 a lot of fun. A lot of fun. I, I can't say enough good things about Divinity Original Sin Two.
1: Yeah, that's a game that's on. That's kind of on my backlog
0: that I that I want to play. Um, and, I really uh, think once you if you got past like the first maybe two hours, you 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 would be hooked.
1: Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I, I love. I mean, I love RPGs. Don't get me wrong. the the thing the the issue I have sometimes with RPGs is the overall. Since the world is so big, um, I, sometimes I feel the overall jank takes away from it. For me, I I don't know. might be something to do with the voice acting. Like, if I'm playing a game, I'm an actor. And when I play a game and I hear some of these, uh, you know, seemingly, especially at the beginning, the first 10 hours of the game, there are these important characters. And, you know, they sort of talk like this. Hey, hero, you you know, come over this way. You need to make it across the land to get to the next
0: objective. It does have a lot of that. So you may not like it. But
1: it's just, I don't, I don't, I know, it's stylis- yeah, I know it's a stylistic thing and it's, it, it has to do with the high fantasy sometimes that, you know, you kind of get away with that. It just, yeah, it, it ends up being a little bothersome to me and I, and I'm not sure why
0: don't ever play a fable game. If that's going to be your main complaint of it, cause that's all that game is. It's, it's, it fable takes the fantasy tropes that are like, uh, the, the cliches and that's all. Right fable is is cliched Mm. fantasy game
1: it's different if you're poking fun but you know it's another thing if it's like you know serious seriously yeah
0: i get you you. and and believe me i'm right there with you there are times where i'm like oh god shut the fuck up i could care less (laughs) i have that i have those moments in a while um there's one game on my list um that i'll talk about later that i i don't have any complaints though as far as being a uh an RPG set in high fantasy. Right.
1: Um, All right. Number 11 for me, right? Yes, sir. Warframe. Holy shit. This game is overlooked right and left. It is so good. So, so good. They have ship to ship combat. Now you can invade other. Pe- I mean, it, God, this game is unbelievable. It is so fucking good and it feels so good to play it the you're a fucking space ninja i mean it's (laughs) it's it's so good and the guns are good the progression is fun everyone looks really cool the gameplay is great everything about this game is is superb and it is underrated play
0: warframe yeah that's my my warframe we we talked about it earlier and it's a great game and I hate that it's not on my list because it should be, but I just feel like I was too much into destiny that I didn't give warframe the chance because it was, they were too similar and it's a shame because I know it's a great game and I wish I could experience the state of it as it is now, but that's like games like destiny and warframe and world of Warcraft and all these. I'm the type of person that if I don't get in from the get go, I don't ever want to play it. You know what I mean? Cause yeah. it just feels yeah. too daunting yeah. of a task to try and play catch up.
1: I completely agree.
0: But yeah, I, I'm right there with you. I'm glad you put it on your list because it's not on mine, but it's definitely, I completely 100% agree that it's one of the best games this gen. And it came out at the beginning of the generation and it's mm-hmm. better now than it ever was. And so it's. I, I'm glad you got it on there. All right, so my your, number 11. Yeah. What you're going to see going into my top 10, other than, let me see. other than my number eight game um, and my number 10, I've already talked about overwatch third person action adventure games are, are kind of paramount and all of them are single player in my top 10 other than overwatch Um, rise of the tomb Raider is the best tomb Raider game I have ever experienced. Uh, It is fantastic. Um, I, I, what, what Crystal Dynamics and, um, uh, Square have done with this series, this reboot, all three of those games are great. Shadow of the Tomb Raider is good. Uh, the, the remake Tomb Raider that came out in 2014 is fantastic. If you have not played these games, you were completely missing out. The story is good. The, the actress that plays Lara is, is fantastic. And, and, and I, I can't say enough of how, much that this this to me it's not angelina Jolie, it's not those you know triangle tits that were on ps1 this is (laughs) this this is the tomb raider to me she she is tomb raider and 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 this is a game that came out in a time that i think a lot of people overlooked it because uncharted was so popular and it felt like a copy it's really not. It is, but it's not, and I, I can't explain it until you actually play it. And it, it's just, it's just a completely different take. It's very like the deaths. If you die, they're very gory. Um, the combat is really good. Uh, the, the 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 mechanics, the set pieces, it's it's all a lot of fun. Go play Tomb Raider, and especially Rise of the Tomb Raider.
1: Yeah, um they're both the yeah. I mean the Tomb Raider series is really great. Um I can never remember which one I've played. Um I mean I enjoyed my time with it. I, I thought it was a really great game. I, I I don't know if it was good enough for me to put on my top twenty list. Um but it's 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 close. It's it's up
0: there. And that's it's that's probably fine. an honorable just... mention for me. But, it, you know, it, people need to go play these games. I feel like a lot of them got overlooked because um, I think, uh, let me see. I'm pretty sure Rise of the Tomb Raider. I think it came out the same day as, yeah, it came out the same the same night as Fallout 4. Mm. So a lot of people did not play Tomb Raider because I, I remember that was a joke that was in... Uh, the GameStop I was standing in to get Fallout 4 at the time they were like who's here for Tomb Raider and like there was like a hundred people in that GameStop and nobody raised a fucking (laughs) hand so it's just but it's a great game and I think it's better than Fallout 4 for sure so
1: yeah I definitely would agree
0: so that is my number 11 Kevin what is 10
1: Rocket League such because a Rocket good League game. yeah
0: because Rocket League is always good it
1: it is always fun the matches are always intense the mechanics the physics the game is is like a well-oiled machine you don't hear anyone talking about jank when they talk about Rocket League no one talks about that because it's non-existent um the the quick command um you know what a save what a save all that shit is so good the trash talking is is an integral part of Rocket League. It's so good. Um, yeah, I I can't say enough good things about Rocket League. I think it is the best sports game ever.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I you're not wrong. I think if Psyonix is able to keep the server alive, this is going to be a game that people come back to for years and years. It may be a game that outlives Fortnite. Because in the competitive shooter battle royale uh, craze that we all are in that that's mainstream nowadays, I could see Fortnite eventually falling off completely and Epic going and, and, and making something different or Fortnite 3 or, or something, something, right? But I feel like Rocket League, if they keep these servers alive or continue to let, you know, offline play be a thing this is a game that can stand the test of time it's a game that you can always just go back to and pick up and if you've never played rocket league you are missing out on some of the most fun you can have in a video game Uh, for those who don't know the core game is basically soccer with cars it's it's uh the main game is 4v4 and uh you you drive a cars and into soccer goals and uh it is I, i i i cannot describe the feeling of of winning like like when the clock is ticking down and the score is tied Mm -hmm. other than fifa i have never gotten that actual like oh my god yes because you know in madden you're usually up by 10 you sometimes you can get moments like that uh nba 2k online matches rarely ever come down to the final shot very rarely unless you're completely matched up with somebody that's right there at your skill level but they don't have match uh Good matchmaking in, in those types of sports game. You're usually getting a shit kicked out of your or you're up by 30. Right. Rocket League, it's close every fucking time I've played online. Yep. And the people like I'm pretty decent at it, but there are some wizards that mm-hmm. play this game. And I, I'm i I'm so glad this was an honorable mention of mine. I took it off because I knew it was in your top ten. And uh um I I love Rocket League, and I'm so yeah, glad you it's... put it on your list. It's one of the best games. I I I, I kind of hate that I didn't put it in my top ten because I do agree. If somebody were to come up to me and they like Rocket League one of the best, the top ten best games that came out this gen, I'd be like, mm, you're not wrong. Yeah, it's just
1: it's so unbelievably good. It is so unbelievably good. Um, I hope everybody they make a should sequel. play it.
0: I, they're making it free to play. It's going free to play soon. That's that's awesome. I think that's yeah. really I think that's huge. All right. What's your number um, 10? My number 10 was Overwatch. So oh, right. I will. Your nine we is... kind of touched on that. So you can go ahead and do your number nine. Well, my number nine is Destiny 2, which we've touched on. Oh, my goodness. Look at us. We're catching up here. Where are. Uh, I will go on my number nine and we can both talk about this at the you same time. My, my number... Yeah,
1: because it's my number eight.
0: Yeah, so we can both talk about this right now, and then we'll just go right into my number eight, and then we can do your seven. So it's going to throw it off. You'll be giving your game last, Um, but uh, and that's fine. It it, it doesn't have to go in any order. But my number nine is Horizon Zero Dawn, and this game is phenomenal. It's uh, um, one of the best third-person action-adventure games, if you told me the studio that made fucking Killzone was going to make a beautiful, probably still to this day, if not the best, some of the best graphics that have ever been on seen on a console, um, and the gameplay would be good, i had been like, you're fucking crazy. But they yeah. did. And it's great. Horizon Zero Dawn is, is a fantastic game. I can't wait. I'm buying it again next week. It comes out on PC, and I'm excited because I never played the DLC for it. Um, Did you? It's really good, yeah. The DLC is awesome, and it's hard as fuck. The DLC is hard. Like, it is a challenge, but it's really good. It's really good. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. I can't wait to play it. I, that's probably... WoW, WoW and Valorant are going to probably take a break because I'm probably going to be... Uh, consumed by the 4k 60fps uh, game of horizon on my pc so i'm, I'm really stoked about that what do you, you guys say about it. horizon
1: yeah it's just one of the best um sony exclusives um between the the combat the um, huge fucking robot dinosaur things and the environment is so beautiful the story is well crafted um it's just so good Um, I played it. It came out the same time as breath of the wild. So it got overlooked by a lot of people. Uh, But I started playing breath of the wild and started playing horizon. I bought both of them and horizon just, it sunk its teeth in me. And when I was done playing horizon, I went back to breath of the wild and it was, (laughs) that's probably the reason I don't look at breath of the wild. The same is that it just wasn't as good in my opinion as horizon. It's horizon is, is a phenomenal game start to finish. Um, the one I will say I ran into the bug um, that makes it impossible for me to get the platinum unless I start a new game, um, where I couldn't complete a quest, and it's the only, literally one of the only things I have left um, as far as completing. Uh, that, it's that and one other thing I need to do to get the platinum in it, and I was so pissed off um, when it happened to me that I just didn't want to get the platinum anymore. Um, but that's the only negative thing I can say about Horizon. That and Baby Aloy looks like a gremlin. But that, those are the only two things.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, it's it's fantastic, and I I think it's awesome that Sony's allowing this game to go to PC. Like I said, I I think God of War will be next. I wouldn't be surprised if Ghosts is the next one, and then maybe Last of Us One and Two. And so I yeah. think it's great that we're getting away from console exclusivity. I think uh, everybody should experience these things, regardless of what system you're playing on. Um, I hate that so many people have not got to play Sony's great exclusives, either because they're hard-headed and they don't want to buy a PlayStation, or they just prefer the way the Xbox f- controller feels, and then things like that. And there's nothing wrong with that. And that's the thing I think that's... I I really wish we could get to... I wish all these companies would just become publishers and there was one like, like we, we bought consoles like televisions. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, it makes total sense. Like, like I wish Samsung and LG made consoles and then these publishers made the games and they were on everything. And and I, I I hope one day maybe that's where it'll go. Maybe that could be the future of gaming, but uh, that remains to be seen. Um, But yeah, horizon's great. Yeah. it's It's so good. Number eight. Here, I think, I actually think we're doing it next week for our main topic. We're talking about the most influential video games of all time. Mm -hmm. Um, Unless something changes that we need to talk about. But I think that's what we had lined up because it goes inside with our little uh, giveaway we're doing for Rogue Company. My number eight game is a game that was remade twice uh, it was it was an, it was a game on Windows many 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 years or actually it was on Mac it was on a floppy disk I'm talking about Doom 2016 I loved Doom it yeah. it was probably pound for pound the best single player first person shooter I've ever played uh, the combat they nailed it they fucking nailed it and I was terrified because. I remember that E3 watching Bethesda's press conference and they were talking to talk, introduce doom gameplay. And I was just like, the last one on PS3 was decent, but the one before that was not good at all. And I was just like, this is not going to go good. And they blew my fucking mind away. If, if I could relive those shitty pixels from back then when I was a kid playing on my grandpa's computer, that's what I, what I saw in doom 2016 was what I was seeing in my head when I was a kid. You know what I mean? Right. Yep. It's just such a great game. The graphics are great and it it runs so good on PS4, Xbox PC. It runs great on the switch and still looks great on the switch. Mm -hmm. And it is such a good game. And I, I I did not put the second one on this list because I have not played it yet. I'm trying to clear my palette and get things cleared away. But, um, doom eternal I heard is just as good. And doom 2016, man, one of the best shooters of all time. I really loved it.
1: Um, I played, I didn't play a ton of it. I can't remember if I bought it, if I picked it up, if I got it for free. I don't, I don't remember how, but I I played it. Um, I got a good four hours in. I loved it. I really loved it. Um, But I got to go back and play it again. It was probably just a timing thing um, as to why it didn't click with me as much. It probably, I don't know, probably it was, God, I'm trying to think of when I played it. Probably 2017. I, I, I I just,
0: I, yeah, go for it. I was just going to say, I just love how arcadey it is. You know what I mean? Like it's the only game on my list out of outside of smash. That's that doesn't end South park. That doesn't take itself seriously at all. It's but it, it, but it does and it, 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 but it doesn't. And it's so good. It's so arcadey. It's it's, it is probably out of all the 20 games on my list. It is the most video game game on my list. I
1: agree with that. Actually
0: go, go kill the fucking bad guys and be a badass. That's all that game is.
1: Yeah. And it's, it's, it does it really well.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's my number eight. Kevin, your number eight was horizon. Yep. Do you want to go in uh, number seven?
1: Yes. I have Spider-Man here. Um, Spider-Man sits at number seven for me. I played it at at, when I was living in New York city, which was really cool, kind of surreal. Um, and it's great. I love Spider-Man. I think it plays really well. I think the story is very good um i'm excited to see it on playstation 5 Uh, i'm excited to see hopefully they can ramp up the speed you can move through the city quicker all of that stuff would be really cool uh to do on the playstation 5 uh there's not a whole lot i really want to say about uh spider-man other than they did it (laughs) they made a really good spider-man game which is which is like Mind-boggling because there hasn't been a good Spider-Man game probably since Spider-Man Two, and before Spider-Man Two, it was probably the original it, the game it came out. It was Spider-Man it was from uh, NeverSoft, right? On yep. Dreamcast, uh, I played it on Dreamcast. Yes, I had a Dreamcast, uh, and that is still my favorite Spider-Man game. I love that game. I think it's Those games so are good,
0: fucking amazing,
1: and and really really fun. Um, but this, when I played it, I just I, was, I just said to myself, they they did it. They didn't have to do it, but they did this shit for us.
0: So, you know, I'll go ahead and touch on Spider-Man. This is, I'll go out of order. This was my number five and I'll go ahead and talk about it now. Spider-Man is very near and dear to my heart. He is my only superhero out of like Marvel and DC. I kind of Batman a little bit, but he's the only superhero that I really, really give a shit about. Deadpool kind of but he's the only one that I've always related to and they made him that way. They Stanley created Peter Parker to be relatable. You know, he, he gets a fucking cold and has to fight Doc Ock with a, you know, a sinus infection in the sixties, <laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah. so he's, he's the every man and he has his issues. And, and I've always, I have that I've collected Spider-Man comics since I was like, Eight years old. I have wow. Spider-Man comics from the 60s, 70s, 80s. Like, I have tons of 90s Spider-Man and comics. today. And today. <laughs> coming soon. I, I love Spider-Man. And those two Neversoft games that you talked about, Spider-Man 1 uh, and then Spider-Man Inter-Electro. Mm,
1: um, Inter-Electro, yes.
0: Those were both... Great games. Interlectro what a lot of people didn't think was as good. I thought it was just as good because it had more Spider Man costumes and more comics to collect. And mm-hmm. those games were fantastic. And I would love to see them get the treatment that the Tony Hawk games are getting and get like oh. just that exact same arcadey gameplay, but with oh. like today's graphics. Like that'd be fucking great. Yeah, you know, it's probably yeah. never going to happen. Um, I actually liked the first Tobey Maguire Spider Man game more than Spider Man 2. Yeah, uh um, the, you know, the graphics that... just were a little bit better. And, and I just I just I just liked it a little bit more.
1: Yeah, it that's really actually a pretty good, strong argument. Opinion. I I keep forgetting about that one. I keep forgetting and a lot about of people do. One.
0: I don't think either one of them are that great, to be completely honest. And I was terrified when I heard there's a Spider-Man game coming. And I was like, oh, fuck, please don't be like the Tom Holland games or Tom Holland movies. And then I found yeah. out it wasn't. And I was like, OK. The last good Spider-Man game to me was ultimate Spider-Man that looked like the, the comic books. I don't know if you remember that game came out on the PS2. Loved it. That was the last good Spider-Man game. And I was terrified. And I remember turning this on and swinging on my PlayStation four and just, yeah, I was literally swinging on my PlayStation four. And (laughs) I was like, just like you, man, I was like, they fucking did it. They fucking did it. I got I got yeah. I got my Spider-Man game. I finally got a game where I feel like Spider-Man. I feel like Peter Parker. I feel like everything that I do is what Spider-Man, how he would move. They got the quirkiness of being able to hang upside down on his web and, and web guys to the walls. They got everything right. And I love the cast. The guy that plays Peter Parker is so good. And and I was mm-hmm. I'm gonna tell you when we when we did that live stream, I haven't said this yet, but I was kind of mad because I was I, I like Miles Morales as a character but I wanted more of that Peter Parker and I was scared. This was already the sequel. Thank God it's not. And they're going to continue Peter's story. Um, I have a, scared feelings that Peter's going to die. And this is kind of this prequel thing is alluding to, it's like a, it's like a they'll in the sequel. You'll look back to this miles Morales thing. And as the right. setup for the end, I, I just, mm-hmm. I, I'm scared that, that Peter is going to die in this world. Um, But the cast is great. Um, spoilers coming for this game in five seconds. Five, four, three, two, one. When Aunt May dies in the game, yeah. It really touched me because Aunt May has always like I have a very close relationship with my grandma after my grandfather passed away in 2012. Um, she's my Besides my daughter and my wife, she's my whole world. I love that woman to death, and she had a massive stroke and a heart attack a couple years ago, and she's not really the same person. So seeing her, and that happened around the time that this game came out, and and then seeing Aunt May die, just kind of made me. I cried during that scene, and Brianna looked over at me. She was like, well, "Are you crying?" I was like, "It's just making me think of Ma." That's uh, that's what I because that's what I call her. I was like, "It's just making me think of Ma," and. I I love Spy- Marvel Spider-Man and I can't wait for the sequel. Sorry yeah, I, I went off on a either. tangent, but I love Spider-Man. No, no, please.
1: Yeah, that's that's it's yeah, me too. I love Spider-Man and I'm I'm glad
0: it's I'm glad Spider-Man is back and kicking ass again. For sure, for sure. Um let's see. My number 7 is going to be The Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. I I know you didn't really you weren't that high on it. I'm going to say something that's going to piss a lot of Nintendo nerds off. That's the best Zelda game. It, it just is. I, I'm like every complaint that you said about breath of the wild is how I felt about every fucking 3d Zelda game ever. I didn't really care for Ocarina of time and I did not really, I think Majora's mask is a better game than Ocarina of time. Number one, but people are just so high on Ocarina of times nuts that I think Majora is way better, but neither one of them are that great. The complaints that you have about that game, those are the complaints I have about those games. Like, there's nothing to do. It just, it just doesn't. I never vibed with those games. I like A Link to the Past on the SNES and the original Nintendo Zelda more than Ocarina of Time or A Link to the Past and or Twilight Princess. Or I've played all the Zelda games. They're not that good. He's over. They're they're overrated. And yeah, I think this version of Zelda is the best Zelda game we've ever got. I loved uh, just being everything I could do with Link in this game. I loved the traversal. I'm really excited to see what the future, uh, or not future, the sequel is going to be. I'm sure it's just going to feel probably like DLC because they always disappoint with Zelda games to me, in my opinion, Um, outside of the um, I really personally before this one, I think Wind Waker wasn't that bad, but Majora's Mask was the last good Zelda game, in my opinion, before this game. They're all just kind of, I think a lot of people just love Zelda because of the nostalgia. It's the Mario thing, right? Nobody's ever going to have a bad thing to say about Mario. Nobody's going to have a bad thing to say about Sonic. There's not a fucking good Sonic game. The best Sonic game is Sonic Mania, and it wasn't even fucking made by Sega. yeah i mean I, coming from a sega
1: kid like i i grew up on genesis and dreamcast sonic adventure is probably the best sonic game in my opinion and it's barely a sonic game it feels like
0: yeah so i i feel like a lot of people just become too attached to these characters and these ips for nostalgia's sake and I, maybe you could say that about me with metal gear um and i think people can defend and like whatever they want i think you know a lot of people feel the same way about halo that i feel about zelda um or if I, you know what I mean? Like people love yeah, Zelda, like absolutely. they love Halo. And, but yeah. the games have not been good for the last, you know, 10 years. The last good Halo game was Halo three, in my opinion. Right. But yeah, Breath of the wild was just, I could not put that game down. I, it took a while. It took a minute to really get into it because I was kind of, I was like, God damn it. I can't fucking, where am I supposed I'm a, I'm one of those people that I need to be told where to go. I'm right. such a completionist in open world games that I need to see markers. I need to see where I'm going. I need to be able to, I want, cause I want to clear the map. Right. And I hated that I had to fucking unlock the map first to clear it. <laughs> and then everything That's else nice. is hidden, like all, all the shrines. So it took me a long time to get into it. And then when I got like the guide of where all the location of all the shrines, and then I got the master sword and then I got the Hylian shield. I was like, okay. I'm I'm digging this. I it's my favorite Zelda game. And I love it.
1: Yeah. I there's there's a lot of great things about Breath of the Wild as well. Obviously, you know, you get the you get the sword and the shield and it, it's cool. Like I'm not gonna say it's not cool. And um I'm just not a big Zelda guy, I guess, to begin with. Um so this this was good for me it's good it's a really good game i'm glad you like it a lot more than i do i think the physics honestly are probably the most impressive uh thing in the game i think the way the physics work is pretty phenomenal um yeah yeah
0: yeah i i agree and number six six is a game that we both have on our list kevin what is number six number six i think we both have it at number six right yeah that's that's what i meant sorry we both have it at six Is
1: uncharted four um I know that this is not the best Uncharted game. I don't think, uh, by any stretch of the imagination, that it is. I think two is better, and I honestly, I think three is probably better as well. Uh, when push comes to shove, I agree. Um, I don't know that the. I think the gameplay was a little bit botched in Uncharted Four uh, from the sole sense that it's not as arcadey. It's a little bit more grounded. There's you kind of like yeah. sneak. You know, your stealth's a little bit different. Whatever, take it with a grain of salt. It's still a fantastic. Video game. It is really, really good. And the multiplayer is really good too. And I think that's why I put it a little bit higher on my list is because the multiplayer is so good, in my opinion. It's so Mm -hmm. kinetic. It feels really great. It's competitive. It's got a good community. The emotes are actually hilarious and like really, really well done. I know it sounds weird to say, but you know, even playing Rogue Company. Their emotes don't even hold a candle to Uncharted. Like it, the the game has such flair and it has such personality, um, in the multiplayer aspect as well as the single player. I think the story that they wrote was was really really interesting. I loved seeing Nate and Sully and 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 the whole cast of crew go through this swashbuckling adventure. You know, uh, but kind of also deal with a little bit more grounded themes um, mm-hmm. than, it, than it normally does. And I think the epilogue is brilliant. Um, I don't necessarily want to spoil it in case people haven't played it because the epilogue is so special um, for people who are playing through the collection and really love these characters. Um, yeah, what do you think about it?
0: Uh, you know me, I always have to have that opinion that is very kind of i think on the surface seems crazy but if you think about it i think it's a better game than the last of us part two and that's why i have it ranked higher um both of these games directed by neil Druckmann, it's just a better video game and that's that's the point of this list is the best video games of this gen and that's in my opinion it is better than the last of us part two um as far as a gameplay stance because of the multiplayer and things, do you understand where I'm coming from? I don't think the story's better or anything like that. It doesn't make me think as much as last of us part two. And I guess in that sense, maybe I'm wrong. Um, and I know you're going to have an opinion about that and we can wait till that time comes for you. But I just like it as a game more than the last of us two. Does that make sense from my opinions perspective? It, it does make sense, but I'm going to
1: ask you this. When was the last time you played through uncharted four? after I, after i beat it it's been a while it's been a while i recently came and played through a couple of the of the of the chapters um probably about 3 months ago i played through a couple cuz i was it, i had it installed and i was like oh fuck it i'll play a little single player i was you know bored of multiplayer and uh, it yeah it it just it missed the mark for me a was little bit on the was it not
0: serious as you wanted it to be
1: no i think the i think that i really what i really like about uncharted is like the big obviously the big set pieces and the big you know cover shoot take out a ton of enemies you know very arcade style very video gamey like i like those shooting gallery aspects of uncharted and this game didn't
0: have a lot of that you you couldn't do that in this game because you would get killed um they did change the mechanics. The one thing I hate about this game, and that's why I do still to this day think that uncharted three is the best uncharted. I know a lot of people think two is sorry. Three is a better game. Way better story. Is, the way yeah. that the yeah. way their game yeah. starts out in that bar when they're in suits felt like the most Indiana Jones fucking game I've ever played that coming out of the helic or the, the pl- the cargo plane in the, in the Sahara desert uncharted three, s- such a better game playing, playing yeah, as a, as young Nate when he meets Sully, just get out of here with that two business. Three's yeah. the best game out of that series. The thing I hate about four, the final boss, I could give a fuck about. I didn't care about that guy. Didn't give a shit. He wasn't quite evil enough. Yeah, it just it's like I loved the final boss fight. You know, like the, the in the burning ship hole and all that stuff. It was very um, and, and with all the tr- gold and the treasure around you, it was. I loved that part of it, but I just didn't care about the villain and I wish it would have had a stronger antagonist. And I, you know, I think the antagonist in this game is Drake. I think he's your antagonist because he doesn't want to do any of this. He's lying to um, Elena the whole time Elena. and uh, all this stuff. And But it has the perfect ending. Like once you do the epilogue when they're on the beach and you're, Playing as his daughter, it, it, I loved it. I love that ending so much. Yeah, I, I, I love, I love that game. Uh, it's, it's it, special. It, it, it's really good. You, may, you might be right. I mean, I have no problem. Like, I love all f- four of those games. I have no problem. I've got the collection. I can go back and and play all four. And I might do that. I may, I may stream them. I don't know. Um, because that's just a fun game to stream. And maybe I do. Since the last of us part two is fresh on my man mind, maybe I do need to go back and play that.
1: I think I think you'll I don't think you'll change your opinion, but I think it will alter it a little bit. I think you're looking at it with a little bit of rose-colored glasses just because it's been a while since you've felt it on the sticks.
0: Yeah. No. Fair enough. What's your All number
1: right. five? I have Red Dead Redemption here. Um and I have it here for I have it here. Because I think that this is one of the best games of this generation, hands down, bar none. Did I like this game as much as I liked some of the other games on the list? No. But this game does a lot of things different. It is slow. It is, It literally grabs you by the throat and is like, you are going to play this game the way we want you to play it. Yeah. Um, and yeah. this is our universe, and you're going to either like it or not like it. And I respect that. Um, and I think The Last of Us does that as well. I respect games that do that. And I respect the balls from Rockstar um, to say, we believe in this game. And the story is, oh my God, the story is fucking phenomenal. The it's characters great. are so well written. The environments are are beautiful and detailed. And, you know, the sandbox is is incredible. And feeling like a cowboy has never felt more like being a cowboy. Um it's it's got old Western flair in there. It's got so much good stuff. Um it's it's just it is as close to um and I'm just gonna I'm gonna say this too. I think it's better than GTA five. Um oh for sure. I completely uh, agree with that. And a lot 100%. of people don't I I think I think it's just way better um, than Grand Theft Auto. Um, Hands down, uh, I'm right there with you. And it, I mean, man, I would just I would sit down with a glass of whiskey, and I was still playing this when I was in New York, um, which is which is could be a reason why I'm not as hot on it as as I want to be, it, just because my life at the time was so fast paced. I mean. When you live in New York City, it is 100% all the time pedal to the metal. Um, When you step outside, I lived in Hell's Kitchen. So I lived in the center of Manhattan, like two or three blocks over from Times Square. Um, It is is 100% when you're outside, you are going and you're going somewhere. You're doing something always. So when I played Red Dead, it was so unbelievably slow for me at the time. It turned me off a little bit because my internal ticker was moving at, an insane pace. Um but with that being said, I still really love Red Dead.
0: I uh, yeah, it's you know, I already talked about my number five uh was Marvel Spider-Man. My number four is Red Dead Redemption 2. Um and I'll just go ahead and talk about it too. Um I I think it's I get people's complaints about it. I do. I feel like it is way too long in the tooth. I feel like it does oversay it's welcome a bit. But as beautiful as that game is, in my opinion, that has the best graphics this generation. Bar none. Um, there's a cup. There's There's, you know, we talked about Horizon. And, you know, there's another game that is both our number two that I think is up there as well but i think the the just the beauty and like looking at the snow covered mountains while you're down in the valley to the sky and the trees every area that you're at is just gorgeous even the deserts of the, the the remake of the the map of the first game that when you do get to that area it's just gorgeous and it i think because of what they were trying to do i th- i feel like that's why it is long in the tooth you are living in this world as arthur morgan and um the writing i think is probably the best out of every single game we've talked about even the games that we have at our top three yeah um i I think that those the writing is way better in this game that voice acting is phenomenal it's it's that rock star quality right that rock star polish that we talk about the game is polished there's not really many bugs um there's there can be, but I mean, that, that comes to with the territory of doing a game of that scope and scale. And just the, the details on every little piece of, of everything in this game, from buildings to to newspapers, to, to the mud, to the dirt, to the hair that shimmers off the back of your horse's ass as you're turning a corner. Um, to your horse's nutsack. To the horse's nutsack that get colder saggier and, and, gets and colder, you know? the amount of polish that rockstar put on this game, this is, I know people have its problems with it, but this is probably the closest thing to perfection. You could ask out of a video game company. Do you see where I'm coming from? As far as Absolutely. graphics, graphics, yep. writing, sound design, it's as close to perfect as you can get. And it blows my mind that it didn't win game of the year, but I agree with why, what did it win game of the year? That's both of our number two game. And it's it's just insanity to me that that game guy came second, right? It's it that's that's how good the the game that won it is, in my opinion, too. But I think that Rockstar, you know, I was kind of mad that we didn't get a GTA this gen, and and the read that's the reason why GTA five is on this list. It originally came out in two thousand thirteen for the PS three and Xbox three hundred and sixty. So, no GTA five on this list, um, but we got this instead and it's it's i like I, I I agree with you. A lot of people think that's probably think that's fucking insane, but it is a better game. I'm sorry it just is. Yeah.
1: I, I agree with you
0: 100%. So.
1: So Kevin, what we got? Number 4, right? Your number 4. My number 4 is going to be Fortnite. And my number 4 is going to be Fortnite because it is uh it is the biggest video game Possibly ever um, and I think it's also going to be the most important video game ever because of the generation that it captured uh, the kids that are playing Fortnite and are buying gaming PCs and are really heavily invested now and also their kids are getting really good at at video games because of Fortnite. Um, Mm -hmm. Their reflexes are better, their decision making, so many things. Video games are going to be forever changed because of this. And it's also a really good video game uh fortnite is phenomenal i know i've fallen off a little bit recently and you've kind of picked up we never we're never on the fortnite kick at the same time i played a ton (laughs) of fortnite a ton a ton a ton a ton of fortnite and i love it it's a really great way for me to hang out with my friends um one of my my college roommate he's not really much of a gamer but he plays fortnite uh we started playing together and and um you know, we very often will jump on just be like, hey man, you want to play some Fortnite? And we play Fortnite for three and a half, four hours, and we just talk about life. And um, Fortnite is just the place where we go to hang out um, and have a good time and get dubs and, you know, do all that kind of stuff, be competitive, but still have fun. Um, I People hate on Fortnite, and I don't quite get it. Fortnite was also kind of my, my foray into um, Twitch and watching twitch streamers and um falling in love with with that aspect of video games as well. I started watching um uh, Myth and Ninja and um play this game and I was captivated. I was so so entertained. It's yeah, uh, Fortnite's amazing. I know the competitive community right now is is a little up in arms. Um, and there are debate as to whether or not it can really be a true eSport. Um, with all that being said, it is still insanely fun to watch. Um, might be my favorite eSport to watch. It is just like when that last final circle happens and everyone's tunneled and they're trying to get... It, it's fucking... It's great, man. It's great. It's great stuff. Yeah, that's Fortnite. Yeah.
0: I, I think I'm right there with it. It's definitely just look at how popular this game is look at what this game has done for gaming in general like i i related a lot to wow in 2004 um every every so often there comes along this game that just takes over the entire world and that's fortnite right now and it still is you know a lot of people are heavy on um uh, uh warzone call of duty's battle royale but it's still not overtaking Fortnite on Twitch—it's Fortnite is still king, and I think that's going to be this way for a long time to come. I think even in well into next gen, I I, I think they're really onto something. I, they have a perfect money scheme situated that's it's making epic millions upon millions upon billions of dollars, and it's it's like I I like I said earlier, it's the best battle royale out there, and there's a reason for it. If you don't like it, you just don't maybe you just don't like it right you just don't like to build or uh, maybe you don't like you think it's too kiddy or you don't like the art style but you can't deny the fact of what it's done for gaming this generation and that's the point of this list you know you may not think that that you're probably sitting there like kevin's like Fortnite at four i i'm right there with him i think it's i think it's a phenomenal game and i think you have to give it its its credit because it was literally you know flip the script on its development it was a it was a tower defense shooter and now look at it what it is now
1: yeah it i mean it deserves to be uh to be up in here and I'll, I'll, i'll debate anybody uh tooth and nail about it it's fucking great and it um it changes and it's fun and it's competitive and yes it is cartoony and and it is childish in in that way um But if you think Zelda isn't childish, you're fucking wrong. You're fucking wrong. You know, and 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 so yeah, it's yeah. yeah, It takes more skill to play
0: Fortnite than it does to play Breath of the Wild. Oh, I can I can
1: assure you of that. So. And Kevin. When you and you know when you get hit by a ten year old from across the map because he snipes you because he's been playing all day. I mean, yeah, it does feel bad. It Dude, feels
0: well, bad. And my, my my ten year old, like he was playing the other day, and I looked, I went in there, and he's fucking amazing at it. He had like twelve, <laughs> yeah. thirteen kills and one, and I'm like, yeah, Jesus, kid, yeah, yeah. It's, it it, it it's, is making gamers good uh, competitively. So absolutely, you know. Um, my number four was Red Dead Redemption 2. I, we talked about that, I think, in de- great detail. Kevin, what's your number three? My number three is Persona 5.
1: And Persona 5 is, um, it is slept on because I feel like a lot of people haven't played it. Uh, it is a JRPG, obviously. So if it doesn't speak to, um, to people who love JRPGs, I played about 45 hours of this game, and barely scratched the surface. Got through the first two, maybe three dungeons, um, and life happened, and I couldn't—I I just couldn't devote as much time to it. I needed to go play something a little bit more casual, um, just because of time constraints. I will finish this game one day because it is one of the best games I've ever laid my hands on. It is the combat is incredible, the characters are even better. The story is great. The art style is is so unbelievably detailed and intuitive and cool and it it I've never seen a game with this much style and swagger um and it's unapologetic it's everywhere the amount of detail that goes into a game or the amount of detail that Atlas put into this game it's just it's on the same level as Red Dead Redemption. That is how much attention to detail there is. Everything matters. Every character matters. You can choose to level up your relationships with different characters, and by doing that, you get different abilities in combat. It's it's like you... Yeah, it's... So unbelievably good. I can't rave enough about it. And I feel that it is a game that everyone should at least try. And it is one of these games where it's like, well, you do have to play a little bit more than like four or five hours to get the gist of it. Because the game has so many systems uh, that it it teaches you and kind of pulls you through um, in the first five hours that it doesn't really let you to your own devices until around hour 10 or hour 12, right around there depending on how quickly you're playing it and and different different things. But it is just phenomenal. And I can't rave enough about the experience that I had with it. It just, when you're playing it, it feels good and you're progressing through the story. The combat is really fun. Um, And the dungeons are just so well-designed and the bosses are you know the the story is you know you are the the phantom thieves and you go into this other world right and you have these different personas which is kind of like each character's different uh i mean for lack i mean for to really to put it simply it's like their their abilities right it's their alter ego um and it's just it's really good i can't quite put into words why I think it's the best. I think it's the best because it is so polished. The story is so good. The combat never gets old, never feels stale, and the, the story pushes you through at a rate, and it introduces characters at the perfect time. Like you're, you're not getting sick of the characters that you're with, but as soon as you feel like, oh, okay, I've got a grasp on this, they throw someone in that completely changes the game completely changes everything changes the story changes the way you look at the world and and the characters and yeah that's that's Persona 5 for me it's it's so so good
0: you know it's it's definitely one of those series that I really wish I could have sunk my teeth into I I, the only Persona game I've ever played was Persona 4 Golden on the Vita sitting there on my lonely Vita Island because nobody bought the greatest handheld device ever made. <laughs> um, but I just couldn't get into it. I wanted to, I love the art style of it and persona five looked even cooler from that perspective. Cause it looked a little bit more darker and grittier than persona four. I just, there's something about JRPGs that I've just never liked and it's never been my cup of tea. Uh, the only JRPG I like is final fantasy seven and chrono trigger. Those are the two that I will, just binge till completion and legends of Dragoon. And I just never could get into JRPGs. And this is a super, super Japanese game, right? Yes,
1: it it is in the sense that, I mean, it obviously takes place in Tokyo. Um, The setting is, and, and like the, the, the lore is not the right word, but you know, it definitely has, you know, you, you eat ramen and you do all these things. It is stylistically very, very let Japanese, me, Yes. Let
0: me reword that. I I I don't have a problem with JRPGs. I I just never have been a huge anime fan, hmm. and this feels more anime than JRPG, and I maybe that's why it's throwing me off of it. It just doesn't. I maybe I should give it a chance. I heard it's. I've I've heard multiple people play Persona Five is the best game you've never played. Yeah. And uh, and it is. I think I, mean, I I really
1: do think if you gave it if you gave it a shot. I think you would really enjoy it. Do I need to I, know I, I what's do. going on in any other Persona nope. games? It is its own complete
0: package. Okay, I may I may check it out. And I've, I you know me, man. I I am a jack of all trades when it comes to video games. I will play anything. I'm up to playing right. anything, and 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 I may give it a chance. It just recently came out for a PC, and I actually think it's on sale on Steam right now. Um, but I I really want to give it a go. Because hearing you, like, if you if you vouch for it that high at number three and, and and give it that much clout, I respect your opinion of video games, and I I would gladly give it a go.
1: And I'm not even the biggest JRPG guy, you know. Like I, I I like them, I really do. I enjoy them a lot, but it's not like I'm I'm not clamoring for JRPGs. This game is so good that it just it doesn't necessarily matter if you like JRPGs because right. the story is actually that that good like at in the at surface level when you talk about you know the when you talk about the story on a surface level it doesn't seem like it would be that interesting but these characters are are uh, you know especially the evil characters are they're really bad and like it deals with very heavy themes um of of rape and and assault and you know a lot of different things that it it deals with and it deals with it very well um and you're making me want to check it out You You should, you you, should.
0: You've given me a boner for it, Kevin. (laughs) Yeah, the Persona 5 boner. Hell yeah, I'll take that boner any day. What? (laughs) (laughs) My number three. So anybody that knows me, knows my favorite video game series of all time is Mega Man. Uh, I collect Mega Man. I love Mega Man. I love the formula of Mega Man. Um, We haven't had a good Mega Man game in a long time. Uh, Mega Man 11 came out this gen and just kind of disappointed a lot. I I liked it a lot more than a lot of huge Mega Man fans did, but I didn't it, it just wasn't there for me. But a series that is basically Mega Man for me is the Souls series. And uh, starting with Demon Souls, Dark Souls, Dark Souls 2, 3 and Bloodborne, these games are straight up Mega Man. There's a level that you have to get through. It's very hard. You have to figure out a way to get through it. You're going to die multiple times And the end of the level. Once you finally figure it out is a boss, you have to figure out how to defeat this boss. Sometimes you have to use a specific weapon to de- defeat these bosses quicker and easier. The formula from souls games to mega man games, it's, it's just, it's straight up mega man. And I think that's why I've always loved the souls games. And the best one came out in 2015. Um, or was it 14? Maybe been 14. Yeah. Uh, and I I really hope to see this remastered on PS5 someday. I really, really, really want a sequel to this game. Uh, my number three game is Bloodborne. And because of the other two games, it would be my number one on this list. But the other two games were just a little bit better as far as video games go. But man, Bloodborne. It I, I had this game for months, Kevin, and I never touched it. I touched it, but I would just be like, Well, fuck this shit. I, I got talked <laughs> into it by Bloodborne was the first Souls game I ever played. I never played another Souls game. And I, I dabbled right. into Demon Souls, but I didn't I didn't I was young and stupid. I didn't know what that was then. And then like some the GameStop guy told me, Yeah, man, if you like RPGs, play this game. I was like, what the fuck is this shit? This is insanely difficult. And I put it down and I didn't touch it for almost a year and I didn't have anything to play. And it was like right before I think the witcher or something had came out in 2015. And I was like, fuck it. I'm going to try this game. And I died and I died and I died and I died again. And then (laughs) what happens for a lot of people when they start playing souls games, you have that, Oh moment. And you figure it out and you're still going to die and die and die and die again but you're progressing. And next thing I know the credits Correct. are rolling and I'm like, Holy shit. I just beat this fucking thing. And as I was playing bloodborne, I started learning about the Souls series and, and everything that, uh, you know, uh, Miyazaki, he's like a God to me now. Like I, I will play any of his games. I've beaten every souls game. There is, I went back and I beat demon souls on the PS3. I've played, I beat dark souls one. I beat dark souls two. And I beat dark souls three. Uh, because of bloodborne, I loved these games. And I loved it so much that earlier this year when I was out for shoulder surgery and I had nothing to do, I went back and I got the Platinum Trophy in Bloodborne. Only like 1.5% oh, wow. of people that have ever installed Bloodborne have the Platinum Trophy. And yeah, I love this game. It, it Beating bosses in Souls games is some of the most rewarding f- satisfaction that I've ever gotten out of a video game ever just the feeling of trying so hard on a boss to beat them and you can't, and it, it just almost seems like impossible. And then you finally do it and you're just like, thank God. And then you put the controller down and you're done for a day. Cause it's so emotionally draining, but it's so fun and it's so worth it. And I wish you share the same love of these games that I do because it's just, they're fen- They're phenomenal. I know. And I, I, I try to not be those elitist Souls fans It's like, well, you don't play Souls, you're not a real gamer. I'm not like that. I don't care. They're hard. I get they're not for everybody. And I get people don't have the patience. Like I I said, it took me a fucking year to get into it, to come back to it and beat it finally. And it took me four years to go back and try to go for the Platinum. I get that they're not for everybody. I just wish everybody would try them. Um, I've got currently my stepson. I told him, I said... Cause he was asking about dark souls and I was like, yeah, you can play it if you want to. I don't think you're going to have fun with it. And he was like, yeah, I'll try it. And I, so I was very proud of him for trying it. And I said, I told, I said, I'll tell you what you can look up guides on YouTube. You can do whatever you want. You're just not allowed to summon somebody online to help you beat a boss. If you can beat the dark souls, I'll buy an Xbox series X for you.
1: Oh shit.
0: So he has until November to beat Dark Souls one, and if he can, I'll buy I'll buy him an Xbox. And Kevin, I challenge you: if a ten-year-old can beat Dark Souls, you can oh, beat I, Dark Souls. I, I,
1: oh, I I know that I can, and I I there there are times where I want to play a game that's very difficult and punishing, but. For the most part, I play video games to relax, and I already have issues with being <laughs> angry. <laughs> so when I play those games, and it just, you know, I like played Bloodborne. I played for like two hours, and I just like I was like I don't fucking get it, man. I was like I'm di- I, like I'm I'm dying like all the time, um, and I was like I don't get the si- like I didn't get the system because I I I honestly I gave it a half-ass shot when I played it. I need to sit down. I have it. It's still loot, loaded onto. It's loaded onto both of my PlayStations, so it's not like I don't want to play it. It is there. I have not deleted it. I have never uninstalled it once I installed it as a reminder that that game is sitting there for me to play. One of these days, I will
0: click on it, and I will play it,
1: and I will beat it
0: it's one of the best experiences I've ever had in a video game. Like I can't describe, like I, I I know that souls fans get tagged as elitist all the time, but I get where they're coming from completely because you do feel like if you can beat a souls game, you can beat any game. Um, True. And I, I love, I love Bloodborne. And so that's my number three, Kevin, we both have number two at the same one. Why don't you start off on it? This is a game
1: that a studio took and completely reimagined everything they had known before in God of War. And I I know a lot of people don't like the old God of War games, but I do. I love all of them. I have played and beaten all of them. I really enjoy old God of War. I like old angry Kratos. I just do. I, I don't know why. There's something very, like... Uh, surface level that I love about it, like I, God of War Three is so good. God of War Two, God of War One, Ascension. Um, I've played, beaten all of them, and I, I really enjoy them. But this took it into a whole nother realm, for lack of a better word. Um, it they they set it in 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 the Norse mythology universe. Um, they you know he has a son now that you take care of and teach and mentor and the the gameplay feels like God of War it still feels brutal and good it's not it's not as bloody or or there's not as much gore in in this Aspect, which is kind of the one thing I I missed a little bit. I I will say when I played through it, I love how brutal and gory God of War was. um, And I know why it's not in this game doesn't necessarily fit. But it just does everything um, right. The only thing I don't like is the map. I hate the map. I think the map is one of the worst design maps uh, in all the video <laughs> games. Besides the map, that is the only gripe I have about this game. Everything else: the sound design, the graphics. It's beautiful. I played it. Um, I switched back and forth between performance mode and resolution mode, just because I, ha- I have a pro and I have the 4K TV, and you know, uh, I like the steady frame rate better. But it is just gorgeous. It's absolutely gorgeous. I know this is your one of your favorite games of all time. Uh, it's definitely up there on mine, top 10 for sure. Um, it It does something very, very unique, and it's also a master class in how combat should feel and how a weapon, how someone's weapon should feel. The axe is one of the best weapons ever. When, it, when you throw it, and I know it's been said a million times, but you throw it and you call it back and it whips into your hands. It is the most satisfying thing I've ever felt in a video game.
0: For sure. Hands down. Um, so my number two and my number one are actually my number two and my number one favorite video games of all time. Like that's how good this gen was, and I, I I have a ton of video game. Like they're the only games that are that have came out in the last ten years that are in my top five games of all time. But when I played God of War, I've, I I was like you. I I love the God of War series. It wasn't always my favorite, but I loved every single one I played. I think I think the first one is probably my favorite as far as those old ones go, and then three, um, and then the one on uh, Ascension on the Vita. Or was it PSP? I can't remember. That one was really good. And then two. They're all PSP. good. Yeah. Um But man, I remember it's my favorite E3 in, in E3 2016. And I remember seeing this trailer and me like, what the fuck is this game? And he's like, Boy, we're hunting deer. And and then he walks out and you're just like, Holy fuck, it's Kratos. <laughs> and and you're like, what the hell are they doing? boy and you're kind of scared you're kind of like man this is probably not going to be good and then it gets to that boss fight with the with the um the the the, the giant that's in the the, the e3 yes. trailer and uh you're just like oh my god this is completely different and then when you play it and then that first boss fight with balder where he comes to your house greg miller said it best that is the best superhero fight that's not a superhero i've ever seen easy like it is just so intense and i remember i had a i think i still have it saved to my snapchat after i was done i just had to take a picture of kratos just like sitting there breathing covered in mud and dirt and blood and he's just like worn the fuck out and i'm just like that's how i felt after i played that and i loved it and i I couldn't stop playing it at all and i was like i'm getting the platinum trophy from scratch and i did I, i i've only played like this is how good this game is, Kevin. I've only played this game once mm. from start to finish. And I got the platinum. And when I got the platinum, I turned it off and I n- haven't touched it again. And I love it that much that they, it was almost like a good book, right? Like you just, right. you, you get that into it and you close it and you're done and you, you just respect it for what it is. And I can't wait till for the sequel. And I'm sure once I get my 4k and all that, and, it, and maybe if they make a PS5 port or something, or even play it on performance mode, cause I, or, uh, uh what was it uh resolution mode resolution mode because i did play the entire game on performance um because i'm a fps guy and and i don't have a 4k tv so i had no need to do that and right i just played it from start to finish non stop that was the only game i played until i got the platinum and i remember to get the platinum i had one trophy left and as much as i love the souls games as much as i love mega man games this game had the fucking hardest boss fight I've ever played in any video game ever out of any souls game out of any Mega Man game out of Ninja Gaiden. I've never had a boss fight that took me so fucking long. And I, I even, I was like, cause you don't have to, you can beat it on. Sorry. If you're getting feedback, there's a goddamn dumpster truck in my alley. That's making a ton of noise <laughs> right now. So I apologize. Um, but Jesus Christ. <laughs> um,
1: I can't hear it at all, so.
0: Okay, that's good. Um, it was just extremely loud, and it was thrown off my train, of thought. But but when I got to that last Valkyrie Queen, and um, when I unlocked her, I tried 20 times on fucking hard mode, because I was trying to be a purist and beat the game from start to finish on hard. You don't have right. to play on hard to get the platinum. And I was like, I can't do this. I just fucking can't. I can't. And so I turned it down to easy, and I fought that fucker 20 more times on easy <laughs> And I finally beat the bitch. Did you have you beat this boss? I haven't. No. She's so tough, man. Like everything you learn throughout the entire game. All your combos, everything you have to use against this at the same time. All your skills, everything that you've learned throughout the 35, 40 hours, however long it takes. It's harder than Balder because there really was no final boss fight. You know what I mean? It was kind of a set piece. And then right. you go off and you spread your uh, wife's ashes or, and all that. And then, but yeah, everything you learned culminates into that boss fighting. It's just so fucking hard. And I finally did it. And I just remember my thumb just aching. My, my hands were red. I was tired. I was just like, thank God. But it was so <laughs> worth it. It was so worth it. Second best video game I've ever played. Um, yeah, it's hands it's down. Phenomenal. and It is made Corey Barlog. Up there with Druckmann with Kojima in my eyes. You know what I mean? Like he's yep. he's a genius. And because he directed God of War 2 and he he got signed on to do this remake. And I I respect the hell out of Corey Barlog. And the Sony Santa Monica is my favorite Sony first party studio hands down because of that game. I can't wait for the sequel.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be phenomenal. And they they just yeah, I so I played through it once, and then I played through probably three fourths of it again. Um, I mean, it's just as good the second time. I think I started yeah. a new game plus because I wanted to. I wanted to use one of the weapons. Be all again overpowered. That were, yeah, yeah, and just kind of fucking
0: destroy shit. Um, yeah. So, Kevin, the time has come. We both have our number ones. Interestingly enough, they, both of our number ones were number thirteen on each other's <laughs> list. Right. Very weird, weird how that worked out. Lucky number it 13, I guess. Very strange. Um, but we both talked about each other's number ones. I'm not going to say anything about your number one. I'm just going to let you have the floor. And when you're done, I'll go into mine. So you go in, what is your number one game this gen?
1: Okay. My number one game this generation is the
0: last of us part two. And
1: here's why I have not played a video game. With the amount of attention to detail and with the amount that the developers were able to get out of the PlayStation 4, I think it is a masterclass in how to design a video game and how to integrate story and gameplay and how to take your take the player on a journey that they don't necessarily want to go on but feel that they have to i think the i think the gameplay is so well refined in the last of us part 2 that the ability to enter come in and out of stealth the weapons feel great The environments, the little little sandboxes that they've, the little levels that they've built, um, are 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 so well designed from start to finish. Um, And I think, I think the discussion of this game got a little um, watered down by people not liking where the story went. And I don't think enough people are talking about what Naughty Dog has done. With animation and with the seamless integration between cutscene and gameplay. When I play other games and they don't look and feel as good as The Last of Us does, it it cheapens it. I, I think I compare I think I think the reason I had to put this as to number one is that I compare other games to The Last of Us to Uncharted to a lot of these Naughty Dog games and and the reason why God of War is so good is that it it accomplishes all the things that Naughty Dog normally accomplishes and it also does something better than Naughty Dog does which was I think the gameplay. Uh, I think the way it, it plays and the way it feels is better um, than The Last of Us in, in a lot of ways. Um, but I think the animation and, and, and detail is on that same level, right? If maybe not, a, you know, 0.5% down or whatever. Because when you boot up The Last of Us and you're playing in 4K and you're looking at this game and it, it's at a locked 30, obviously, which kind of sucks but you know i'm sitting there and playing on my tv and i've got my girlfriend and and my roommate sitting there invested in the story playing along with me right and 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 ooh and you know i killed a dog and i you know i i hunt this person down and you know it it grabs you whether you want it to or not whether you like where it's taking you or not you're invested and i think I think that's something very special. And I think when we look back at this generation, we're going to take a look at The Last of Us Part 2 and we're going to say, this is a game that's on the PlayStation 4 that is a next-gen title. They're pulling things out of this system and they are animating in a way that no one else can do, really. As well as they do in this game the way they integrate the story into the gameplay and yes i think some of the i think some of the you know name go jerry you know jerry died yes uh, some of that is pretty ridiculous um, and i don't think it necessarily hits the mark but the first time it happens you notice it right you you definitely take notice that oh these are real people that i'm killing and even if it just happened once it it plays on you a little bit as you as you push through the game and a lot of these things have been said about the last of us part 1 i just think that when you talk about games this generation you have to compare them to something you have to in your head you have to think okay well you know uh fucking Ghost, Ghost of Tsushima is a really great game, right? But you look I'm playing it right after playing The Last of Us part two. And it's so good in so many different ways than The Last of Us. But when you get into cutscenes and you get into certain things like this, it's just you're like, Yeah, it's great. It's good. The animation's awesome. But it's it's not it's not The Last of Us. It's not quite it's not I think games have a really difficult time competing with what Naughty Dog does and what they do best. Um, and I think that's why I have to put it at number one. I think I, I'm, it's at number one because it is a benchmark for me in all other games that I play. And it's not necessarily fair to compare games to The Last of Us um, because I think Naughty Dog, much like Rockstar, much like Sony Santa Monica, they kind of operate on a different level now. They are they're they're godlike, they just they do things a little better um, than other people. It's like when you watch a Steven Spielberg film, right? It's so distinctly Steven Spielberg, and he has such an interesting way of developing a story and showing you shot by shot, scene by scene, how the story is going to progress. and it's a unique storytelling ability that he has, and I feel. Naughty Dog has that as well. And I think that's where I'm going to leave the T loot to uh, uh number one discussion.
0: Very, very well said my friend. I, I, I love that game too. Um, did not love it as quite as much as you uh, just because the first one holds such a high place in my heart. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with pretty much everything you said. Um, my number one was also your number 13. And my it is my number one favorite game of all time. Uh, my my top five favorite games of all time are Resident Evil Four, um, Mega Man Two, Grand Theft Auto Vice City, God of War, or excuse me, Last of Us, the first Last of Us, and then God of War and this game are are pretty much neck and neck. I think because I was in the moment when I finished God of War, I considered it my favorite game of all time. But I go back and I can play this game. Anytime. I can always go back to it. I'm a fan of the books. I I love what the studio is doing. In my opinion, the best game this generation is The Witcher 3, The Wild Hunt. And the reason for that being, I had never played any of the previous Witcher games. I had read the first set of short stories, but I never played the first Witcher game because I didn't have a PC at the time, and then I never played Assassin of Kings because I didn't have an Xbox 360. I got a PS3 to start with, and I never I never played through it. I have since then gone back and played through it, and it's a, it's a great game. Um, and I wish that game would get re- remastered and come out on PS4 and Xbox One. It, it needs to. It deserves to. It's, uh, the second Witcher game is phenomenal. But it's not the Witcher three. And when I went in to play this game, I was like, I know Gerald, I know this kind of, and I, I was playing and I didn't know that the first two games didn't have Yennefer in them at all. Yennefer is such a huge part of Gerald of Rivia's life. That's the love of his life. And that's what the story starts off with. You're chasing your love. And, that's what how the books are. And I was just kind of like, oh, okay, this, this is going to follow the books closely. And so I was able to jump right in without knowing any of these characters uh, from the previous games because I knew them from the books. I didn't know that this was the only game that really followed the books more than the first two games. And it was kind of like from what I've read is a almost kind of a Game of Thrones situation. Uh, He gave them a direction of where he wanted the story to go. And this is what they did with it. Um, Just kind of like how the Game of Thrones producers did Game of Thrones. Um, The Witcher 3 is the best RPG I've ever played. Um, Better than Skyrim. Uh, I love, like I said, I love high fantasy. And a lot of people harp on the combat of this game. I just feel like they're not doing it right. I feel like the combat is fantastic. You have different ways you can attack. If you max out your tier list and, 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 Uh, your combos and you work and you're using your signs like you're supposed to. And when you complete a witcher contract, you're supposed to take on these monsters with the oils and bombs and concoctions that a witcher is supposed to do. And it makes them much easier. And even on death March, if you're playing the game like a witcher where you go and you, you have to find, okay, I'm going to go take on this wraith. Well, I know wraiths are weak to spectral oil on my sword and these Demetrium bombs that I can throw at them and the trap Yarden. So I know that because I've read about him in the bestiary. And that tells me what all the monsters are. And it's, it just puts you in the world of this to be a witcher. And the story is so good. And the voice actor that plays Geralt and the voice actress that plays Unifer and the voice actress that plays Siri are just so well acted. And you get really invested in these characters. You don't have to really have played any of the games because the game is or read any of the books because the game is so long that it gives enough of a backstory. If you pay attention to everything and you play all the side quests and you do everything that you should be doing in the game, you really don't need to play any of the other games to get the story. It'll give all that to you. And, and even if you don't know who these characters are, the game gets you so emotionally invested in every single character with its side quests without doing any type of backstory to them at all, which is insane that you're sitting there caring about these characters, but not knowing who some of them are. And there turns out they're huge characters in the world. Um, I That's, that's one test of what CD project has done is, is just being able to, to go into this world and, and live out your life as Gerald of Rivia and, and just, it's so massive. And I remember getting through Velen that first area and then the map opens up and then you get to Skellige and it's literally another half of a game. All of Skellige is just as huge. And, and then it brings you back and you, and you finish up the game and you're like, wow, that was a lot. And you still have all these Witcher contracts you can do. There's just so much to do. And Adam Kovic said it best. He said, if, if, if I had to go to prison and can only play one game for the rest of my life it would be the Witcher three because that they, they're, they're, It is almost never ending and the developers themselves have said, you may not ever finish all the quests. You may not ever see everything there is to do kind of similar to Skyrim and just the level of detail that CD project has done. I, there's a documentary that Daniel Dwyer with no clip has done over the Witcher three and CD project. And it is so good. I recommend everybody go check that out um it kind of gives you an idea of what all they did to develop this game and just the scope and scale and the creativity of these people i put cd project red because of this game they're a, up there with rockstar they're up there with naughty dog they're that they're when they when you hear a games made by cd project red now because of this game you're like yeah it's going to be good no matter what like i'm excited for oh, cyberpunk yeah. because i don't think it can be bad right i just don't think that game's going to be bad at all no, just going to be of, phenomenal. Yeah, just because of the s- scope and everything, that the attention to the detail, they love making their games. And you can tell uh, when they released their DLC, they released a ton of um, equipment for Geralt. They released other quests. They released equipment. Um, sorry, I already said equipment. But they released all this stuff, and they did it for free. And and the guy with CD, the head founder of CD Projekt, he said, uh, he said DLC should not be paid for. He said expansions are different because it's an expansion of the story and we'll make sure we deliver quality content. He was basically talking shit on everybody that charges for DLC and and uh, things like cosmetics and things like that. And then they come out with the expansion of Hearts of Stone. And it's not super long, but the story is so good that it just continues the story of this character and and the the villain that is introduced is is uh, is probably the best villain in any video game I've ever played. Uh, it's debated online whether this villain is God or the devil. We don't know. We don't know if it's Satan or God, but that's who you're basically fighting against. And it is such an invested story. I, to me, Hearts of Stone story is better than Blood and Wine. But when Blood and Wine came out, dude this this DLC is over 25 hours long, blood and wine alone. That's longer than some games. It's
1: longer than, that are open than world. a lot of
0: games. Yeah. And that are open world though. You know what I mean? And, and it, they, you go to this area called Toussaint. it's a whole new continent and it's just as big as the original map. And it, it's, it's insane and it's beautiful. And the story wraps up Geralt's life perfectly. It's almost like a fairy tale ending for him. And, it's just one of those games. It's one of those games I think that comes along ever so often. And you're like, wow, that, that is a, I think truly is a masterpiece in my opinion, uh, red dead God of war, uh, the witcher. They're all up there is, I think I cannot find a flaw in that game from a gameplay perspective to story to writing. It's all good. All of it. The quest design they all, every quest doesn't feel like a fetch quest or go here, kill these guys. I mean, yes, there is that, but because of the story that's with each quest, like you feel like every single side quest is a main quest just because of the, 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 the acting that they deliver, the delivering of the lines. Like you just go and you're, you you know, you wander into a hut and there's this guy and his daughter's sick and you find out she got an infection and you've got to go find a cure for it. All you had to do was go find the, proper ingredients and you have a choice to make you can make her a witcher's potion which causes severe pain and it could kill her but if she survives that she'll be fine and it's just like that that's a side quest like and it's it's and just the emotions that come with that uh, that's how that entire game is played and to anybody that's never played the witcher three you don't need to play any of the other games you don't need to read the books you don't need to watch the tv show it does make you a fan of all of those things, though. And it does make you want to go back and play those. It does make you want to watch the TV show. It does make you want to read the books. So if you haven't played The Witcher 3, The Wild Hunt, and you like fantasy games and you like RPGs, please give it a try. Because to me, it is the best game of the last six years. Yeah, and rightfully so. I think it it rightfully
1: can take that spot. It It is a phenomenal game game. And I know I'm not super hot on it, but that's probably just because I didn't give it enough time and I need to go back and play it.
0: I, I think that's a problem with a lot of people with that game. Um it, It's one of those games that if you, it can scare people off because it is the third game in a series. It is characters that have been established in books. So that right there off the bat, it's like, well, why do I give a fuck? Cause I don't know any of these characters. You really don't, I'm telling you, you don't need to you, once you start playing it and you just, all you need to know is I'm looking for my daughter. And then that takes weight to it in a way that Fallout 4 did it horribly. And then the parts you get to play as Siri are very cool. And I'm calling it right now. I guarantee you, you you will play as Siri or see Siri at some point in Cyberpunk 2077. Because one of Siri's gifts is she can uh, travel parallel universes and skip through time. Oh shit, you heard it here first. I, I think money i bet money you will see siri in cyberpunk 2077 but folks that was our top 20 games of this generation uh we each gave different games uh, different opinions uh and i think that's how gamers should be you know i don't think either one of us are right to say that which one is one is shouldn't be number one which one shouldn't be number two um I think that's the point of video games. These are just kind of our opinions. Uh, we'd love to know what you thought of this podcast. Uh, if you uh, agreed or disagreed, write into us at remotegamingpodcast at gmail.com um, You can check us out on Twitter. Uh, yeah, remotegamingpodcast at gmail.com Twitter, remote gaming or remote, remote underscore gaming 20. Uh, we also have a Twitch channel. Uh, Kevin is usually our certified twitch streamer you're (laughs) fixing to be verified aren't you on your own channel Uh,
1: well yeah on my own channel i'm close to affiliate i just the i have one um i have one thing that i need to i it's like the three concurrent viewers i have the followers i've got the hours and all that i just need three concurrent viewers that's the only one that i have
0: left well, folks, if you're listening to this, go to Twitch and f- make sure you give uh, rem- the underscore remote underscore gaming a follow on Twitch and give Kevin, uh, which is, I think, Corkum K, right? Yep. 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 You can find him Corkum K at Twitch. Go get that man uh, affiliated with Twitch. It can only help our brand. Uh, we. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. As always, I'm Joseph King. I'm Kevin Corkum. And holy shit, it's been three and a half hours. We'll see you later. <laughs>